it's a suggestion. It's not a don't do this. It's more of a just please don't. Okay. Anyways, we are live. Um, another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros coming at you um, from Triple B Studios, aka the guest room, the 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 studio, the studio, <laughs> studio slash study room. It's always got Chris and Adam with me, but we've also got a special guest star. We've got Andrew, good friend of ours, lives across the street. He's here. He's going to drink some beer. He's going to talk with us and talk nonsense. And he brought the beers. He did. Yeah, brought, he, he did he bring the beers. Beer, yep. so these are All right, Andrew, give us a little, give us a little introduction of yourself, man. Hola, weird neighbor across the street. So today I'm beer enthusiast, gun lover, trash talker. That's about it. Um, Jim Wat, don't forget Jim Wat. Oh, yeah, that's a necessity these days. Tennis, tennis, tennis kid too. He's now a new naval expert as well. Just from playing. Don't get me started. Warships, playing warships. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the John Bart's coming back, so Navy's going to be even better. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so we got a couple beers here, ranging five to six years old, Imperial Stout, in a barrel-aged craft sour. I had Chris in mind there. Thank you. So, yeah, we'll get to play with these and test the palates out and sleep good. Give some ratings. Do we know what the... That one's 11%. 11% old, packing a punch. So that one over there is going to be a mystery, the sour, because it is... Uh, this bottle opener will stab you guys, just giving you a heads up. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, yeah that'll, that'll get fingernail deep. Yeah. It's got a little bit of spontaneous fermentation in it. Which All right, is, we going with this one first? We're going yeah, with that one? We're going with... He said yeah, that okay. one first. Yep. Okay. 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 So Andrew, give us the rundown of this, this bad boy that you brought over. He might need the bottle to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. You just tell me. So this is in a series of about four bottles. Wait. It's called the sisters. So there were four sisters. It's Halea and a bunch of others. There's a raspberry rhubarb and a blueberry one along with Halea. This one's a Belgian style farmhouse, which is commonly basically American for sour. Um, so this one comes at 7.5 before it has open fermentation. So they ferment it, put it in a barrel, let it sit, let it ferment a little bit more, gathers a little bit of wood, uh, I don't even remember what bottle or barrels they use, but probably got a little bit of, you know, woozy taste to it. Then they add more yeast into the bottle, cover it up, and it's meant to sit for longer. So the longer it sits in there, the yeast eats and makes it a little bit more potent, but it takes away from the harshness. So when you taste it, you're not sapping your tongue, but it's smooth. Okay. Okay. So on a, on a guess, what do you think it's going to come in at alcohol percent wise? Wait, just just a fair guess. So I guess a percent a year. So it's probably ranging at about 12, 13 now. Okay. All right. So well, but you're not going to taste it. So that's near, what is that? A brandy almost? Or, uh, 13%. Yeah. yeah. So malt liquor. Yeah. Yeah. A, uh, I mean, nope. Mad, Mad Dog's 13. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So well, give, give us the, what's the, uh, the hidden story behind the brewing company? Uh, so Goose Island, <laughs> commonly before everybody knew goose island goose island was in chicago and they were known for their series um their bourbon series they do a bunch of different bourbon ales and they brew it and it's world-renowned i waited in line for you know four o'clock in the morning at greens and stuff anyway so they did this and while they were in the process of doing this series anheuser-busch bought them and after Anheuser-Busch bought them, they threw a ton of money in there so they could actually get the girls really dressed up. That's why this is so nice compared to a, you know, standard bottle with a 
easy label on it. So they got the girls out, they pushed them out, and we were able to get them across the country. But it was uh, bottled August 13th, or no, August 6th in 2013. So it was probably brewed in 2012. So it's been sitting for seven years, huh? Yeah, but they, like he said, that they, but the, yeah, okay. with the stuff they've put into it, it's aged for at least five years that we know of. Probably more. That's yeah. just a suggestion. So it's one of those things that you, you can actually let it sit in this bottle. And, and it'd it, be fine. Yeah. And if, for those that can't see this bottle, Chris is obviously going to post a picture of it, but it's like a champagne bottle is what it looks like. Skinny neck, goes down to a fat base, tall bottle. It, like It looks like a wine bottle. I yeah, mean, champagne be, wine it, bottle, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, it's got the middle pop top of a beer. So it's actually kind of cool. It's like champagne wine, all of a sudden beer top. Yeah. So this is the American take. It is a nice little Belgium. nice little label and bottle. You said like they, they when you say dress the girls up, they dress these these bottles up. Man, it actually look really good. It, it looks fancy. It does. Hell, we had to pull the damn foil off the top like it was like, like, a, like a bottle of wine. wine yeah. So that's to keep everything inside. So when it's the yeast is working, that oh. there's oxygen that can get in and come on man let me get that thing don't cut your finger on that don't you do it i can't wait till we get a camera and people watch how just professional we are in here (laughs) brewed and bottled in uh chicago illinois so andrew thanks for bringing these in we really appreciate it i'm glad uh (laughs) all right let's you gonna pour it in a glass how we doing yeah i think we're pouring it uh all right who's the best beer pourer so I got that thing. Come on, let me get oh, that. Oh, Milano four up and pour a little bit in each one. That we've way. only got the two glasses. Two glasses. The two oh, actual like we're gonna pass good glasses. Around. So is this All the right. one we need to like swirl a little bit before? Mm-hmm. Why don't yeah. you let Andrew Here. swirl it and then pour it? Since uh, it's it's his it's beers his, and, it's and his, he, it's might, his baby. he might be a it's little baby. he might be a little more professional. What you trying to say? I'm not. I mean, it's it's. I am a hey, professional beer drinker. What listen, you mean? It's not a. It's not the hard boy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not that Milwaukee's best. Oh, speaking of that, um, oh boy, a couple. It was like probably two weeks ago. Um, James posted a picture of 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 our koozie when he first got him, and yeah. and the beer he had in it was a Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's best, of course. Well, was no, it really? Was that a Milwaukee's best? Yes. I didn't look at the beer. You, well, <laughs> I just saw oh, no. the picture. And I saw my. Like, All you could see it. was the top of the can, and I was like, "You recognize Milwaukee's it. best?" Yeah. He's like, "I taught you a uh, freaking Citadel grad." I'm gonna like this. I took one sniff of this and I said, "Yeah, I'm probably gonna like this." This does smell very good. Oh yeah. Mm. Fancy. That's fancy, son. That's good stuff. This is like celebration fancy. Yeah, this is this is something. This is like we just found out that Adam's having a baby fancy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is it so? So that calls for for wine bottle. Oh, we just. I think we lost the headphones. Uh oh, power cord. Technical difficulties over yeah, here. Professional streamers, we promise. We're good. We really are. You uh, you need stream to... still going, so we're fine. You need yeah, to take, just, yeah, we yeah, lost. We yeah. lost. We lost. We just our couldn't hear audio. ourselves. We couldn't hear ourselves speaking. That oh. was very weird. To go dead silent and like be talking and not be able to hear what you like that was that was kind of actually like weird. Remember, but, yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's just called a conversation, Alex. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> no, like, a conversation. No, but I'm saying like you, you're speaking, but you can't hear your own voice. That's weird. Because you know, with these headphones on, you can't really hear what's coming. I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Audio deprivation, <laughs> man. Sensory deprivation. It's weird. 
Oh, this thing smells really good. So it's fantastic. We need to get a bottle of Brazier de Cantillon. Oh, oh and, okay. And bring it in. No, it's actually fairly cheap. I got this thing called Belgian in a box, and they'll send you the beer. I, I promise you, if you keep bringing Holy in beer, you can, you can just keep coming in on the show. I told you. <laughs> this is very good. That's <laughs> very a smooth good. sour. This Ooh. is the sour, right? Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I, can, I get a little Ooh. bit of the cringe there, but it's not like it doesn't overpower you with sour, but it's actually a very good flavored beer. Really good. Remember what we were? Remember what I said to you before we sat down and started the episode about uh about sound for Adam and I? Yeah, yeah. When the when the headphones cut out, that's what it sounds like. So that's why I was worried about it. Uh, that just might be you guys not talking to your mic close enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. Nothing's changed on my end. I um, realized the the cord from the bows in there. If you jiggle it, you can hear. Oh, uh, you can as hear. As soon it. as you let go, no. Go. It's back to one ear. <laughs> guys, is so good. Yeah. yeah. So what this is is the longer it sits in there, it just eats the harshness and it kind of yeah, you pass that thing back around. Yeah. How much has he got in there? That's a that's all. Oh, it's, it's still half. Yeah. Yes, that's a whole damn bottle. That's like what is it? Are you getting used to? You need to be tasting quick drink. No, just something no. you sip. sip. No. We're gonna we're gonna score this and probably still keep sipping it while we while we have some discussions around it. So uh, we have a very very interesting question of the day that we're gonna. We're going to defer to. I won't throw any names out there, but we'll just say that Alex and I were at a wedding a couple weekends ago now. Yeah, and, and he uh, got posed y'all. And a guy yes. that listens to yes, the podcast um, heard our heard he heard the comment about how much to spend on a first date, and he also came in with his own question. So, so I um, well before we get into that, yeah, I'm not going to get into that now. We were going to what gonna, you what you got? What you think for this beer? Where um, you at with it? Score it first. Uh, since this is like up your alley, I'm gonna make you score it first. Right, he right. last. Go to last. He want you want yeah. You go yeah, last. Yeah. We normally do that. Like All if right. it's something like you know it's only gonna be mine. I usually go last. And I'll let you two All go. Right. You you two. So people go. Yeah, I'm. A, uh, yeah, I want. I don't want to have to necessarily go last, but I definitely don't want to go first because right, I'm, I'll go, I'll I'm afraid of how much I really like this. <laughs> um, this is very good. Like I can't emphasize that enough. Um, oh, Mike, Chris, come on, man. So I'm probably. <laughs> Mm, nine, three. Whoa. Okay. First off, that he he said nine first and the thing that's what got me. Nine three. Uh, how many is Adam? Adam hasn't broken nine too many times, has this, he? This, this is, is like be... maybe my third beer I've broken on a nine. Okay. This should okay. be Adam's all time high. Actually, this, yeah, should be the Christmas At cookie. Nine three. This quick Christmas cookie I think got a nine flat, maybe a nine one. That is correct. You gave the Christmas cookie a nine flat. You gave the Sycamore pumpkin latte an eight eight. So yeah. this this will now be your highest beer. Yeah, this is fantastic. Does this beer still exist? Like, do they still make it? Mm-mm, no. Damn. Damn. Not that <laughs> I know of. I've been out the beer game for a while. So. All right. Hold but on, sometimes you can go to Greens and still Ooh. find this in the Belgium cooler. So you know, the Greens out in Harbison has those sliding doors in the back corner of the mm-hmm. beer area. That's the Belgian area. You can find that. Yeah, they have this and a million other sours that are fantastic and old. So, but yeah, this is this is very good. This Uh, is how much? How much do you think this runs now? So at regular sale, this was running twenty thirty bucks. Yeah, so this is is sixty to eighty now, probably. No, no, if they still got it on the shelf, they would just keep it probably that that price because in the beer world, this is a. Not a Lexus, so it's probably coming in at you know like a Toyota Camry. 
a fancy Toyota, a brand, like, a brand, a brand, new, a brand new, brand Toyota. new Toyota with, with the bells okay. and whistles on it. No, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got re- re- you know, reverse but, camera but it's and not everything. Your bins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going nine one. Oh damn! This is like. This is, a this is really good. Yeah. yeah. I'm like actually like really happy that Andrew Lewis tastes this. Yeah. Um, all right, hold on. What's the hold on? I'm about before you I'm about decide, to do some Chris, super I'll, guru I'll, I'll stuff. Give you mine just so you have some insight. Oh, so here we are towards the bottom. There you go. It's gonna get a lot more That's sour now. Stuff. Turn the label towards me if you don't mind. It did. The flavor did get a little it's, more bold. All there. that stuff sits at the bottom. That's why you gotta swirl it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this actually on the st- scale of sours is probably about an eight one, eight oh, because her sisters are far more beautiful. When you get the blueberry or the the raspberry, which one is this though? This is a I Belgian style farmhouse ale. No, it's the peppercorn and because uh, didn't you say it was like bar something? Isn't that what you said the other one was? Yeah. Oh, here you go. Can't read. So do you want to read? I can read uh, out. Here the, you go. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I was going to read a description of like what they've got on their website right now, but go ahead and uh, read this, that. This is L aged in wine barrels with peaches. So this, this, yeah, is, the, this, this is, is solid. This here's a whole paragraph what it says. There you go. So, Halia, how are you saying this? Halia? Halia, Halia. Halia, Halia. It's a farmhouse ale aged in wine barrels with whole peaches resulting in bright, Evervescent fruit notes and a soft, hazy body that finishes slightly tart and sweet with the pleasant character of ripe, juicy peaches. Literally meaning remembrance of a loved one in Hawaiian, Halea was brewed in memory of a dear friend of one of our brewers who loved peaches. And Halea, you it, look, it looks like it's getting a little bit darker as you get to the bottom. IBU of, the bottom. of 11, um, Amarillo hops, Did ABV of 7.5. But here's the thing. What kills me is it says it's under archived beer, so I don't know if they make it anymore. No, it'll never be made again. Oh, God, dude. Unless, this, uh, because well, son Hyde. of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> so so you, process, you listed this as non-explicit? <laughs> so hey, everybody's heard the B word. The process That's of solid. this beer is not profitable to Anheuser-Busch. That's why it's yeah. archived. Because the point of brewing something... Oh, dude, they've got a ton of stuff that's archived. So, yeah, the red one. Is the by far the best? I forgot what she's called. Juliet is the blue one, I think. Um, she's beautiful, but so good, man. Right. Nine, nine four, nine four. I didn't, I didn't, I, didn't, I, wouldn't, I felt bad about like going above you, but I mean, dude, and, and oh, I was no, trying don't, to don't be, a, and I was trying, but I was trying is, to, I was trying to figure out the, the like fruit the, flavor that was in this because he's like before he said it, I felt, I felt like. There was some kind of sweet fruit in this, and the peach is just—I mean, it's, uh, it's the peach because I feel like the peach is like it's more softer of a fruit, so it doesn't like it's not, it's not too sweet. Hard, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's not, as not as harsh. harsh on the flavor, and that makes sense. But this might be one of the I best beers like, I ever have my entire life. Oh yeah, no. This what is makes up there. what this makes is up this there. even better about a nine is the fact that we now know it's archived. If one of us were to find it somewhere. We would no doubt make the trip to go get that. Oh, well, not a question. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, not a question. Or call someone that lives nearby like hey i will pay you to go get this and don't touch it and just bring it to me yeah so if you got all four sisters that would be that would be yeah. a, a there, special there, episode a great night yes a special episode you know, i mean this is like so i mean is do you is there do you think Jesus. there's some way you could find all four of them so if you don't 
frequent beer advocate a lot. You need to because there's forums on there and you can like kind of do the search thing and you can enter the name of it and people can list in there. Hey, I've seen it. It's here, funny here, that he's here, saying here. that it's when I typed in Goose Island, the Halea beer advocate is the number two link. The one above that is Goose Island himself. So, so beer yeah. advocates your rivals for high school football. I got you. It's, it's the okay. number one rating and discovery thing of beers. If you want to know about beer, you go to beer advocate. Yeah. So if, if if you were recruiting beers, you'd go to beer, beer advocate. advocate, which is what we're all doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's such a it's such a great quality beer. beer. That I I don't want to drink this after having more than like two drinks. There like I don't go. want to disgrace it by. So already dude, losing. I don't a know if this is good senses. or not, but like on Beer Advocate, this has this this beer has a score of ninety three. Okay, yeah, and it's ranked two thousand two hundred seventeen. Does that mean that two thousand of all the beers they've done negative? That's probably of all the beers rated. So that's a good score. It says ranking against all beer. So all the beers they've yeah. rated, this is in the top two thousand. Yeah. And it, they gave it a 93, which is a 9.3, which all the beers is pretty done? much all the beers they've done. Yes. Beer Advocate has yes. tested, which is, you know, public, general public and computers. Now everybody's rated something. All you got to do is snap a picture and you could rate it on an app. Well, I mean, we we do it for a podcast, so <laughs> I think we're a little better than just taking it. It says that they still make it. It's just a rotating seasonal. I don't know how much truth there is behind that. If the Brewer's website says they don't, then I'd believe that. But it could just be archived because they don't make it in the moment. So fun fact, Greens is a huge proponent of beer advocates. So if you go in, they got little labels, and it's the beer advocate score on beers. So now oh, I've seen those, yeah. Those. yeah. So actually read those now, and you can see. So that's beer advocate that they're doing that. Okay. Yeah. So they use their scores, and they kind of base things off of that. Well, hell, as long as they don't do what they what Total Wine did to Adam and his boys that one time. Mm. On the last episode, we talked about What was it y'all got? I it's like cannon shot. It was some. It was some kind of like twenty dollar bottle of whiskey or bourbon. But and one of the was, one of the guys that worked at Total Wine it was listed like it as George's his favorite, favorite. Yeah, George's favorite whiskey. The worst thing I have probably ever tasted in my life. That was a liquor. <laughs> that was a liquor. You want cheap and fast. We know. <laughs> uh yeah. For in college, yeah, we thought we were. So, but we thought you we want were that. Get, you don't even want Evan benchmark. Williams. You want that old crow. Uh, benchmark for the win. Benchmark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, benchmark was still better than old crow. It is still better than old crow. But old crow reserve is better than benchmark. Just remember old that. crow reserve ain't nothing to shit on. We talked about it last episode. But is it a dollar? No, it's, it's <laughs> twenty dollar a cup. <laughs> Dude, it, um, it's like me working on base. Like the, these federal government. These gas stations do like when y'all, if I ever get y'all to go play golf down there, mm-hmm. I've got to take in this gas station because it's actually kind of unreal. Because they've got liquor aisles, beer aisles, like it's just wild. Snack aisles. But like they had a, they, <laughs> had, a, they had a handle of Basil Hayden's there for $55. It was like 60, 50. It was something like that. Yeah, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, wasn't really wanting to handle Basil Hayden's, but I might be going home with one now. Like, <laughs> there's one of those things. There's like, we can't showed really up, turn that down. <laughs> we showed up to the Coast Guard base in Charleston one time and went to kind of like the little corner store, and we were picking up liquor because we knew it's cheaper. Yeah, and it was it was for Cinco de Mayo, so we were picking up a bottle of tequila, and uh, we picked up something called America's Best Tequila. Oh yeah. Hundred percent chance it's trash. Was not great. <laughs> Tastes like straight gasoline. It was not good. Could I have put it in my lawnmower and cut my grass? Possibly. Okay. It, was, it was developed in a garage. It was developed in a garage. 
it would immediately sterilize a woman. What Adam forgets <laughs> to tell you is the label was all handwritten in like broken English. Like it was. You say that, but I am twelve. You know better the craft beer is the handwritten parts. Oh yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust a tequila bottle that. Yeah, but, but, label. but the tequila bottle that said America's Best was written in crown. Oh, would they do like the envelope? <laughs> wrote it. Yeah. Just print them out on an envelope label with a like twenty per sheet. Oh, so Andrew, mass produced. If you if you want to, you don't have to. But if Andrew, if you want to, you can score it as well. I'll put it on the uh, on the listing. So it's like um, an eight one. Okay. All right. Just because there, the world of sours goes beyond. I mean, yeah. Like I said. Until you go to Belgium, go to uh, Cantillon, which is Brazil. Until we just Cantillon. go to Belgium, just until so we go to Belgium. Yeah. If you Google Brazieri Cantillon Underground Bunker, so during. I'm going to need you to spell that first just, of all. Just put <laughs> Brazieri Cantillon and it'll spell check you because I probably couldn't spell it. But, anyways, Brazier, so you know, in Belgium, Cantillon. the soccer thing with the little kid who's being in the fountain. Mm-hmm. So, under that is a war bunker that held everything. So, what Cantillon did is they bought the bunkers and they put all their Belgian bottles the size of us. I mean, they're huge bottles. They're life size down there and they lock them and they leave them. There's some 20, 40, 60 years down there with sours still self-fermenting. So if you drink them, I mean, it's like the fountain of youth down there. But if you go to Cantillon, they're like one of the only breweries that still hand do everything. Dang, that would be amazing. Hey, but that would be like a, that would be a ten though. It's like I mean, farm beer. Yeah, Belgium has, you know, there's this one place you sit in and you it's a phone book with thousands and thousands. Oh, uh, delirium tremens place. You sit down and there's thousands of beers in a book and you just choose one. I mean, that's how important beer is in that country. Yeah, we're relocating. <laughs> I just want to visit. Yeah, we'll come back after the 2024 election. <laughs> so either way. You want to jump into your question of the day, or we, do we want to? Or do we want to start off with something a little lighter, a little, yeah. little more? We, I mean, we could start off with something a little, little lighter, and uh, and we can at least talk about. I don't want to screw anything up. I don't want to jinx anything. But I mean, I give credit to you and Alex because you both called it that Atlanta would make it to the National League Championship Series, and here we are for the first time since two thousand one. So, um. I'll, I'll say this. I am astonished at how well the Atlanta Braves have played. Like in the playoffs? Yeah. The fact that we have the Braves have set records. Literally have set records in these five games they've played. Yeah. You know, you know um Travis Darno today. The shot he hit it ended up being an out. Well, not even really a home run. I don't think it, it was an out, but it wasn't a home run. Um, it was the one that went foul. You know what I'm talking about? Did y'all no, watch I didn't, the game? No, I didn't get to watch yeah, it. He yeah. hit a blast down the left field line. Like it was like it almost would have cleared the foul pole. Like that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of shot I'm talking about. He's tied or currently in second place for runs batted in during the playoffs right now, or something like that. So RBIs. It's I think it's RBIs. I want to say it's a little bit something a little different. Um, it's something crazy. But the fact that we've what we played five games and only one game we've had runs scored on us. Yeah, we've shut. We we're the Four first team. Four out of the five games we've played have been shutouts. We set the record last game. We won, not even the one that we won today. The one before that, we're the first team since something in the sixties. It was the uh, 60, was it the sixty six Orioles? 
It was the 66 Orioles. And then 1905 Orioles. New York Giants. Yep. Yeah. To do what? To play the first four games and have three shutouts. And your pitching staff shut out the, the opponent in the in the first three of the four games. Yeah, so would, we're so the we're the only we're the only team ever in MLB history to have four out of five games be shutouts in the postseason. In okay, I would say not in this open A or whatever they call it. But no, just period. period. Yeah, so period. in general now. Sounds like bad juju relative. It is. It is. It is very bad juju. Bad juju. A lot and, it, yeah. and a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it does have to do with the competition that we played. Like, obviously, the, the Reds were one of the worst hitting teams in, in all of baseball, especially to even make the See, playoffs. They were talking today that the Reds would have done well if they just made it past the Braves. The, like, pitching staff-wise, when you get into a five-game scenario, the Reds, I mean, between Luis Castellano, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer, I mean, that's a pretty solid staff. Now, yeah, whoever, Austin, whoever Austin said to answer his call. Okay. Uh, I'm in. A, I'm in a different browser. Oh, that's why. Man. My uh, bad. He's juicing up right now. Oh boy. I was uh googling the uh, Belgian brewery that Andrew told us about. But anyways, Austin, aka Little Hammer, is called in. Can you hear us? Can we hear you? You there? Hello. You probably hung up. Say it with your chest, little man. He's on there, but. Either way, either way, but yeah. But what, but what I'm saying is, like, if you, if you get into a five-game series with the Reds and you have to face Trevor Bauer twice, I mean, what's the chance of you beating Trevor Bauer there twice? There he is. I can hear him. I can hear him rustling. Yeah, I'm he, here. I he, say, he, there got, he is. He got himself muted in the Zaxby's parking lot again. I was say, yeah, what you eating? Nah, like? nah, I'm, watching, I'm watching football. Watching a little, he's got a little in and out burger or something. I was, yeah. Nah, I was listening to y'all's beer review. So I didn't call in. I was waiting. Yeah, for you uh, you really missed out. Oh, that was a fantastic. It was a great beer. You great beer. Really, really missed out. Um, how about my how about your Astros game? Your yeah. Stroh, Stroh's like. Remember when we had thing, Garrett on? Well, yeah, when we had Garrett on, he was like, "What is it going to take for us to forgive the Stros?" And he was like, "And Garrett's like, they have to go on a winning run." And apparently, they must have listened. And heard Garrett Some, say that somebody Austin must have put it over their loud loud speaker. Yeah, Austin's damn hat into the stadium and played our episode, and they were like, "Oh, okay." Well, not not only like, shit all season gets in the playoffs, and he's like, "You know what? I should, I'm gonna start hitting the ball." I'm Jose Altuve. Yeah, <laughs> not only not only have they been winning, but the way in which they've been winning, they've been winning by scoring five or like they scored nine runs in game one, five. Nine and eleven, or something like that. Yeah, today it was eleven to six. Yeah, they've they're averaging like this series. They, they average they, like they seven runs a game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, Houston has won that series. They've eliminated the A's, and Houston is moving on. Yeah. Who, what are we? Is it waiting on the Yankees and Rays? Yankees, Rays, facing yeah. the A's. Yeah, Rays, Rays are up two one. Yankees are up four. Like Rays are up two one in the series, but Yankees are up four to one in the seventh right now. So, so they're they're potentially. Wait, the, the Yankees are up four to seven. Four to one. Oh, okay. In like, the seventh. Okay. Four to one in the seventh. So the Yankees are threatening to tie the series. Yeah. And the uh, game caught great. Jordan Montgomery, four innings of uh, one earned baseball tonight for the Yankees. So keeping yeah. them alive. Oh, it would be great to see a game five. You're going to get you cold. As a, as a Braves fan, just just for the, Badre, the Padres, it's just going on a winning streak and just forced it to game five. It'd be a miracle. Be just, to, just to tire out. The Dodgers as much as possible. Absolutely. Hell, tire out the Padres as much as possible. Either way, can we get just get a game five? Yeah, I want. I want to see this. I want to see this go to game five. Yeah, wear that bullpen out. Just 
somehow somebody gets injured for the Dodgers. I mean, just something. hey, Grant, the Red Sox did it. They didn't do it in the, you know, the DS part of the playoffs, but they did come back, yeah. you know, three zero to win win a series. Hey, yep. it's the it's the Dodgers year. Twenty twenty is about the teams that normally suck in the playoffs winning their titles. All right, awesome. We we came up we we said something a little bit earlier before the show started off air. Dodgers will win the World Series. If they don't, it'll be the team that beats the Dodgers to win the World Series. Would you agree? Yes, because I don't think the Braves make it to the World Series. So, so basically, well, all your—that's what we were going after. If the Braves top the Dodgers, the Braves will win the World Series. Yeah, so basically what you're saying there is either the Dodgers are going to make it to the World Series or the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers yep. and, and win. Let's go, basically what we're saying is the Dodgers or the Braves will win the World Series. Yes. I, I don't agree with that. Um, I, think, I think why you're seeing the Astros be good is because of their knowledge of how to win in the postseason. And – there, there's uh, something to be said about being in the postseason and playing big games. And granted, the Braves are on a hot streak. They're playing great. But if you look at those games in which the Braves have won, like today was just a blowout. Uh, yesterday, they pitched well, but there was never really a moment after we scored two runs where it's late in a game and we need a base hit. And I'm worried that when we get tested and we get in a game with the Dodgers, the Braves are going to suck it up because we're not going to get the timely hitting. Okay. I, I get that, but they've been showing timely hitting except for today with the first bases loaded, no outs, fiasco we went through. But after that, they got they figured it out. Yeah. They were putting pressure on the pitcher. They were... They were making it work. Anytime you score seven in a postseason game, you're typically going to win. So True, yeah. The Braves just got to keep it rolling. I mean, but the the Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, like walking into that, that's a buzzsaw against that. That's a hard lineup. I'm willing to say, though. We've actually actually career-wise handled Walker Bueller really well, including going back to the 2018 National League Divisional Series. So, I'm not so worried. I'm not so much worried about Walker Bueller. I'm more worried about Clayton Kershaw, and I'm worried about that late game pool pin with Joe Kelly, Blake Tarrant, uh, Kenley Jansen, that kind of setup. If I think Austin's right, if it comes down to late games and we're having to score runs in the eighth or ninth, we might be in a little bit of trouble. I, I, I'll agree with that. Um, but I do think if the Braves somehow make it past the Dodgers. It's going to be hard it? to stop them in the World Series, just because the momentum, that that batting lineup, like like what they said, you know, I texted you guys in the group chat, like hearing hearing it for the first time, I kind of realized that the Braves are an AL lineup wearing an NL uniform. Just talking about being able to hit like power, I guess. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, every essentially almost every guy coming up to the plate is somewhat of a threat. He's going to get. He's, you're worried about base hits or something, you know? Yeah. It, mo- Except for what, probably three people in our lineup, 
is about. Like, I mean, I'd count Marcakis out every once in a while. He'll just pull something out of his ass. That's what but. I'm saying. Like you'll have. All right, Marcakis so, all bees. Well, I mean, even all bees can get a hold of one. Yeah, but I'm get not, a hold of one today that will look really nice. Yeah, but he also the, yeah, but but you're throwing him a fire too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Acuna, you got Freddie, you got Marcelo, you got. Uh, hell, Dansby hell, this year. Dansby's it's, in on fire in the playoffs. Um, but you got Riley and Duvall. If they all of a sudden decide they're going to be on one game, it's. But I mean, yeah, there's still there's a lot of power from top to bottom. A lot of power. It's an it's a very electric lineup the Braves have. Maybe not a lot. It's of, just whether or not they actually are going to follow through and do what they should do. Austin, I think said it best though. Like we we got to live by the long ball a little bit though. Well, we didn't. We didn't hit. Today, I don't think no, don't it was all small. It was just today. getting the bases loaded and hitting bloopers, doubles, stuff we like were, that. Clearing the bases. We were more patient at the play. We don't do that often. I feel like we that were, I would say it's not a normal it, thing did, for us. We did it a lot more in the regular season than we've done in the playoffs. And that's what Alston and I have always talked about how they hit like Alston always says the hitting disappears in the playoffs. That that's for Atlanta. Like in this upcoming series, we can't live we can't live and die by the homer. If we live and die by the homer, we're out in five games. But if yeah. we could do what we did today and string hits together, take walks. We can walks, make something happen. We can make something happen. We had seven walks today. And that's something that we did really well against Miami that we didn't really do well against Cincinnati. So I'm interested to see there's kind of like a home field advantage for the Dodgers. Because they've been playing in Arlington. I thought about that today, too. Yeah. So, so Wait, no, they're playing out in San Diego. No, they're playing in Arlington. The AL's, out, the AL's on the West Coast. They're in the Dodgers and, and Padre Stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, you could have sworn so, they're playing on the West Coast. Not no, all. Both uh, in Texas. Houston, Houston was the Brave series. Arlington was the Dodger series. Houston Astros were at the Dodger Stadium, and then uh, the Yankees were at San Diego. So do and we then, go? Then, do we go to Arlington to play? We we go, will, we'll go to Arlington to play whoever wins that series between the Dodgers and Padres, and then. The Astros will go to the Astros will go to the Padres Stadium for the cha- the AL Championship Series. Yep, okay. and World Series is back in Arlington. Yeah, which, give, which, which again, give Atlanta would give Atlanta the Dodgers. Well, an give the NL team an advantage. Yeah, yeah. whoever's coming out of the NL is going to have the advantage on that. The yeah. NL also has no the AL. I screwed all this up. I hate to interrupt Austin on this, but they these hub cities they I think they royally mishandled this situation this year. I don't think that the Why? World Series should be in a, in a position where any of these teams have been playing. I think it should it be shouldn't a, a have totally been. different Not at all. Game. Should have been a, at least a different time zone. Hell, put them but, in Colorado. Well, putting, <laughs> well, I mean, like, putting, putting like, them in a central time zone is actually kind of smart depending on But who, it's like, okay, but how, how can you justify that the Dodgers have been playing there for the DS? Well, most likely play there for the CS. They will play there for the CS. I mean, if and then play there for the World Series. Yeah, now that is, yeah, that's a little Three favoritism. Three of the series in a row. At the same, it doesn't stadium. make sense. At the same stadium. Yeah, yeah, the exact same stadium. And you know, since it's a bubble, they haven't left. There's no such thing as jet lag. It's not. It's a home field advantage for them. That's yeah. their home. I agree. But where, where else are you going to do it? Anywhere you can go to the Midwest, just like go north. You can go northeast. You can go you anywhere. Can make anything a bubble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: is they try to keep it close. So Ar- Arlington and Houston, you can drive. Padres in LA, you can drive. 
Well, no, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter for the World Series. Exactly. That's what we're saying. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, shouldn't matter for the World it, Series. It would. It would Dodgers, because saying that the Dodgers and the Padres could drive to Houston is kind of we- extreme because I feel like that's no, no, no. That's middle no, of the ground. No, he's no, no, talking no, no. about the AL teams can can drive from the Dodger Stadium to the Padres Stadium. Like that's not a that's not a long transition for whoever wins at the Dodger Stadium to have to drive to the Padres for the AL championship. Yeah, you but. I get what you're saying on that, but the end of the NL is not like that at all. These well, guys it are. I, I mean, I it's, it's, it's Houston. Well, yeah, I think that's the, Austin. What you're missing is your the AL Who team can is drive to Houston Stadium. That's playing in Houston Stadium right now. When you send teams to Miami, that's Atlanta's it. not going to drive to Houston. No, but you don't. Miami them. Marlins aren't driving to Houston. No, but you don't want them moving. So. You play, so you're already in a bubble. If then you have to get on a plane, and the amount of moving it's going to take, and the amount of interaction it's going to take for you to go from it's not going to take that much. Plane. It's a private plane. They charter that. It's a team plane. Team plane. You yeah. Still, right. you, you still have to bother. You still have to run into people. You still have to go through some no, type of airport. You get into. Outside of already the team management, who are you running into? You go past gates. You go past. Anybody, there's no yeah. checking. I mean, you, there's a guy that's driving the. No, bus. you go through. You go through security. Okay. They go through security, but it's not normal security. Yeah, they go through a private security. Also, they don't. Yeah, just, it, it's not normal, but you're still interacting with people, and that's the the main thing is they're trying to limit the interaction, and by limiting if, the if, interaction, if the security I'm worried about is the three guys that I'm getting checked in, who are, who are wearing a mask, and I'm wearing a mask. At that point, yeah. Te- technically, well, then, at that point would have less interaction because when you well, there's drive, been studies that have come out that say like, and- there's actually been studies that come out that people that actually, the people that are actually on the planes have gotten less COVID because the HIPAA filters they actually have installed on the airplanes. Well, probably yeah, yeah. probably better than it's okay. better than what you got in the airport. So, so the, yeah, that plane I was on on Saturday, it was like the air cuts on every two seconds except when they're taken off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kicking. So also, I, I don't which, think they would. They don't think they would have cross contamination like you think they would. Also, my my uh, question to you is: If you're the commissioner of the MLB, are you, you like? Do you not think that you're not going to catch flack if the Dodgers make it to the World Series and have been playing in this stadium for four weeks now, and have a clear I advantage, mean, understanding, and knowing the stadium? They've literally been playing yeah. there up for the wild card series. A little tink tink. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a little pushback, but but the good thing about Arlington is it's. The reason the World Series is there first is it's a brand new stadium. It's a smaller that's stadium. Why, that's why yeah, the stadium's there. Let's think about this, Austin. Well, then if that if, if, like when the Braves, the Braves are going to go to Arlington to face whoever, yeah. most likely be the Dodgers. Okay, the Dodgers have been there. They've been in the same hotel. They've been in the same room. No, you get an advantage. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that you get an advantage, but the well, that's the what we're saying. Like, it's, it's not, not right. like it's not like you're playing in Houston. There's a difference, different advantage in playing in Houston than playing in Arlington, because Arlington Arlington has the same dimensions as a normal field. The, the, it doesn't have the cross Crawford box. It doesn't have the short porch and right. Talking about the short porches and the yeah, the actual outfield but wall. The advantage you're talking of is being comfortable with your surroundings exactly. in a particular place. I but would take that over anywhere. the damn knowing. No I would take st- being comfortable in a stadium over knowing that the next stadium is 20 feet short in right field. Exactly. Correct. 
Exactly. I would not guys, because lining up in Houston had to move a room probably since, like Chris said, a month. Since they, yeah, since they a month. got there, they've been in the no, same I, room. They've been eating at the same places. They've been interacting with the same people. It, it's their home. They're they have settled in. They are there. The Braves are gonna have to come in and then have to readjust all that. Granted, it's not that far of a way, but it's still it's unfamiliar territory for them. Uh, I get I mean, it. I, I think if the Dodgers win, it really becomes unfair that the AL team now has to fly to Arlington, and again, the Dodgers have been there for weeks. I think that's no, I think that's the my big point. question. There's the oh that that's where change. I I agree with you on that. If the Braves win and they go to the World Series, okay, it's not really a conversation. I mean, it's still an advantage because Atlanta an got to play yeah. in the stadium for the yeah. you know championship. But if the Dodgers are the one going to the World Series. They haven't. They've never left Arlington. And their time zone. Yes, they're, they're familiar with it. They're not jet lagged. Yeah, there's nothing. Better. Yeah, like, but but see, there's enough days in that stadium. They know everything about it. Essentially, at that point in time. Wind reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's, but there's there's enough days in between there. So that's another thing y'all aren't taking account for. And I get that you're not moving rooms. It's so much. It, it's so much more convenient for the Dodgers. But there's typically two to three days before they start game one in the last game of a series. So the two, reason they do, two to three days is good enough to catch up to a team that's been there for three weeks. Who's been just sitting, sitting by the pool. No, it's good enough to it's good enough to catch up on the time zone change and you get to practice in the stadium some so you get to know like dimensions and stuff like that. So no, don't get me wrong, there is a clear advantage for the Dodgers to if they run the house. But here's the other thing is you can't do it at any of the other three bubbles, because there's still a possibility that one of those teams gets in. So Houston's still in, Dodgers are still in, and San Diego's still in. So you can't do it in any of those. Yeah, you want to do it. You want to do it in Central Time Zone because then you don't have networking wise. It works out better. You don't have an early game or a late game. So all right, so, then let's. Hell, let's move it to Chicago. St. Louis. That's what I – well, I mean, Chicago is obviously a major city with, with like, severe COVID issues. All right, but, Chicago, well, Colorado. Like, about, yeah, the Rockies. Yeah. Well, well, then obviously the people will be like, oh, altitude. But, okay, but at least both teams would have to acclimate to that situation. Exactly. Kansas City. Exactly. You don't – you know, somewhere – yeah, it don't matter. No, Kansas City be a good one too. Royals be a great stadium. So that's 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 kind of my point, Austin. Is I agree with you. It needs to be in the Central Time Zone. It's a benefit for both coasts. The the MLB should have had a meeting to where somebody like okay, worst case scenario, the Dodgers make it all the way through. They would have never had to leave Arlington. Someone had to have said that. Well, it doesn't even matter. Just be like, all right, here's your four hub stadiums all the way up until the World Series, and then have a neutral site that nobody's played at. Well, the Arling- Arlington was owed. Arlington was owed the World Series. They are. They're, they're definitely owed the World right, Series. That's but fine. I, they right, shouldn't then. have had the three weeks leading up to it. If they're owed the World Series, put your damn team in the playoffs. Then I mean, Arlington, Rangers, whatever, whatever team gets. What, what? How many teams have ever gotten their team into the championship of their sport? When and their new the stadium is the ones hosting the championship, well, well, it's, if, it's never that way because in the but in baseball, in MLB, in, it's never in MLB. That way. You go between teams. There's never a central stadium. It's not like Super Bowl. Well, that's what I'm saying. It. So, but if Arlington was already going to say, "Hey, this is where we want to host the the World Series," then we should have put in. We should have been at two other stadiums other than Arlington for the. The but the main, the main thing they said is they want to keep the two teams close, and the only way to keep them close. The only two closest play in Arlington, yeah, was to play in Texas because there's two, yeah. And I get well, that. Well, you could 
you could have played in New York, but New York is like the hot, no, the number one hot zone for COVID. Yeah, and or Chicago. You could have, or they. I mean, uh, yeah, you, could yeah, you couldn't have done that. You couldn't have done that unless you made the Cubs go play in the in the White Sox stadium. Exactly. Because and then, you, then you run into the Cubs. But and, uh, I don't think I don't think that would have worked out well. I don't think Cubs players would have like going to play I mean, in the is, White it Sox. Is what it is, suck it up, big guy. But you, so, what you is run outside of Chicago Cubs fans and North Side is White Sox fans. Is that how I think works? it's the I think it's the opposite. I think do it's you, the South Side know? is the White Sox. Andrew's like, no, I got nothing. I think the I think I think the White Sox. Are you said you South went side. to Chicago. So that's why I, I, the one show. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying you've been to Chicago. He's never had that Italian beef hoagie roll dipped in that sauce. I'm, Y'all ever seen those? I don't care to go to Chicago. So. <laughs> Y'all ever seen those? I've ones? been to no. Chicago. The it's Italian. only because I graduated from basic training oh, and I, I up the road yeah, and that, went there yeah, for a few hours. You got do to you, really enjoy the city, didn't you? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. All of it. South <laughs> I've been to the airport. I may, like or, may, may or may not have gotten in a few gunfights myself, but it's okay. It, it is what it is. Man. I was there for 30 minutes. Power, power. power. <laughs> But okay, what were you asking, Adam? Do I remember I said, what about I Chicago? Said, I mean, because there's that clear divide. Like, if you're North Side, you're a White Sox fan. If you're South Side, you're a Chicago fan or vice versa. I don't know which way it goes. No, it's the same way in New York. But do you know which side is which? I'm telling you, I'm I think the White Sox are the South Side and the Cubs are the North Side. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's the North it Side because when it when is. the intern Eric lived here, you know they were they were, it was like it was weird. His family was split between the two, but like. He would talk about how they would make the trips down to go see the White Sox. It's the White Sox are South Side. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it the is. Cubs okay. are more of the North Side. Yeah. Right. I wasn't sure. I didn't. That's what it was the same way with the, the Yankees and the Mets. Like, uh-huh. you literally go across whatever street, and all of a sudden it's like you're wearing fan. a Yankees jersey, you dying. You go across the street the other way, you're wearing a Mets jersey, you dying. Like it's literally like there's like a it's like a DMZ, North like like North Korea, South Korea kind of thing. Though. The what? North Chicago is where the money is. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. more of a suburb and stuff like. South Chicago is where you it's hear about on the news every night. Yeah. 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 South side. Chicago is the rough side. But I also want to make a clear statement that I it's saw. Like, it's like the Remember the Titans movie, you know, strong side. I saw the other day, and we needed to make it clear. The best football team in New York is not the Jets or the Giants, all right? That's not New York's football team this year. It's the Buffalo Bills. You always forget that the Buffalo Bills are in New York's technical Hell, football team. Us growing up, the Bills were the team you just didn't pay attention to. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> You always, you always paid attention to Eli Manning and the Giants. His defense. Not Eli Manning, his defense. Well, you paid attention to Eli. He was throwing 22 picks a year. Hey, yeah. hey. Mr. Mate, you made sure you were playing whatever defense. that <laughs> Exactly. All, Whoever he was throwing, all, yeah, he was good for at least a couple picks. All I'm saying is thank God for Eli Manning because if it wasn't for Eli, Brady, Brady would have eight Super Bowl rings. He probably would actually have eight Super Bowl rings. You are probably actually technically right about that. And so just, thank, just, thank goodness just for Nick Foles. That. that man could have nine fucking Super Bowls. Just remember that. For two shitty quarterbacks, remember two shitty quarterbacks stopped him from having nine Super Bowls. Well, Doug Peterson technically stopped him from having a Super Bowl for the Eagles. So, so either either way. That man could have nine Super Bowls. That's I didn't wild. Even, I didn't even yeah, one, almost one for each finger. Oh, oh, I can't wait. So next week I have a I have something. Somebody said something to me um in our in our work chat the other day. And I thought, I, I, like, at first I was just like, no, that's clearly, you know, so-and-so. And um, and they're like, I don't know, man. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. So All right, what is I'm going to bring – I'll do it on Tuesday. You I'll do it on Tuesday. I'll bring the numbers, and I want you all to tell me who is who. The quarterbacks? Yep. Okay. Yep. 
So all right. So um, it, anyhow, uh, I knew we said on Tuesday we were gonna try to avoid all the sports talk. All right. So yeah. So I got something we for have you. We've been on topic a lot. Yeah. So I got something for y'all, and I want y'all. <laughs> so people people keep asking, "Where's the bacon? Where's the bacon?" When y'all gonna talk about where's food, the food? Hell, so, I make food. Somebody hit me up. Yeah, I'll he makes. You, I'll he you makes cakes, cakes, desserts, all that good stuff. He makes cakes. So I got Go a bakes. I got a dessert. I got a bacon theme. I got a, I got an article. It's it's multiple ways to make bacon. It brings bacon into all kinds of things. So I'm about to list something off to y'all. I want you to tell me if you'd eat it and what you think about it. All right. Eat a pass. It like is a smash and pass. It is a bacon apple sandwich. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Yeah. It's a uh, spread baguette with honey mustard filled with thick sliced bacon, brie, and apple and lettuce with salt and pepper on top. Yep. Yeah. I'd go I for it. it. I'd try it, but I wouldn't eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's good, though? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would. Mean, I, yeah, I eat it all. I'm a honey mustard See, fan. Bacon, apple, like all the stuff. Apple, stuff I would apple eat. Would yeah, smoke bacon. Yeah, sounds good. I just think apple slices with brie and honey mustard would hold the bacon for me. Ah man, I don't. I don't know. I'm. A, I, I like. I like a brie spread. Don't get me wrong. Apple slices, honey mustard. I'm not a honey mustard guy, but I'm curious how that would all blend together. Austin, what you got on there? I heard you say something. See, you take the apple, wrap it in bacon, and deep fry it, and I'd eat it, but oh, not yeah. with the story though. It's oh, hot apple then. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Hot, hot apple with deep fried bacon sounds delicious. Oh yeah. Did I, can I can I toast this sandwich? Yeah, I, I I'll let you toast that sandwich. You want a little butter on the outside? Put it in a panini press or something? I think some, it, yeah. You know. Well, just throw it in like a little like a little toaster oven. Like they do it like Subway or. Whatever. <laughs> oh man, I know you didn't just yeah. bring Subway yeah. into this. We, seconds into we're trying to have a fancy sandwich, and you just brought Subway into this. I'm just talking about having that toaster. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. All but right. Yeah, I'd, I'd eat that. But all right, before you get into your question, I yeah. guess. No, I, I have one more. Go for it. All right. You have one more. What? Would Would you rather eat your bacon with your pancakes, or like Chris eats it, put bacon bits? In your pancakes while you're making them. Okay, so I would hate do a dog on Chris, but putting your bacon bits in your pancake, I doubt you taste it. You do. I mean, you get I mean, it's yeah. real. It's not bacon bits. It's real bacon that like I just crumb like I crumble up into good sized chunks. Uh, yeah, but there's mean, no way I, you're getting I would full do, flavor out. I would of it. do either way. It but it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Here, here's the thing: are bacon bits real bacon? It's not bacon bits. Also, also labeled it wrong. It's so just it, no, but like it's it's, it's like crumbled bacon. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh, bacon bits, real bacon? Yeah, that's the question. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I must. Is I would. It? I would. It's like fifty-fifty. I mean, yeah. The, depending it's, on it's, it's a pork product. Are chicken nuggets chicken? It's chicken product. <laughs> it, it's really kind uh, of depending on what chicken, chicken nugget. Yeah, it's depending on where you get your bacon from. Hmm. I think bacon bits are bacon, but it's just. The process of how they go about it—is it, you it really would like not, you would not enjoy knowing that's how they made your bacon? Is it bits. really dehydrated bacon? Probably. Have you ever had like bacon is. jerky? Have you ever had that? Yeah. Oh, no. this, you can tell it's legitimate strips of bacon that they've processed into jerky. Bro, we got to get like. Remember that guy you showed me the other day on Facebook that makes his own bacon and smokes his oh, own yeah. bacon? Yeah. We need to get some of that. Yeah. We'll like get that. Ask him how much for just a you know a solid pound. You or half a pound. Worth as well. I mean, I wanted to come on the show and tell me how he does it, honestly. But you that's can't the, give away trade secrets like that. You would stuff. have to take the show to him. I don't know where he's at. Where's he located? Oh, he's in Georgia. Oh, that's nothing. 
Right, yeah. What city? I don't know. I'll have to ask. Okay. Macon. We'll, we'll find out. Hey, listen. Macon, bacon, bacon. <laughs> Macon, bacon. Yeah. Macon, bacon. Uh, if I, if I you ever guys played, are just funny. <laughs> if I ever... Listen, if I ever played for a sports team and it, it needed to fit me and my personality, that would that the would Macon, be the Bacons. team. Yeah. Did you, you, play for, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't play for the Savannah Bananas? Uh... No, I wouldn't a heartbeat. They are so fucking electric. Yeah, and the stadium's pretty damn, pretty damn wild. I say, Alex, did you see the video I tagged you in of the uh, Doctor uh, Miss Uncle Rogers, the Gordon uh, Ramsay video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, oh. I want, I, like, I think it was like one of those things. Like me and you, like we're going to tag each other in the same time. Talking about, about it, the uh, yeah, the fight ice. He walk. Oh my god, what a great video. He what? a walk home. Oh, he, oh. He, he had two uh, walks. But he is like, he's like, he's got two walks. Uncle Roger only rich enough to afford one walk. <laughs> no. He got, the, the part when he, he called him a walk fuck boy. He called him a walk fuck boy. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay has too many walks. Oh. Or the part when he um he talks about how the chickens run in the background. He's like, you want my chicken fried rice? You just go back there and catch one of those bastards. Like, <laughs> I think the, the one of the best things he said that, that rings home to me is he said, <laughs> he goes, Uncle Roger say good food is better than body. <laughs> like when I always say here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, yeah. He was like, don't worry about eating bad food. You're going to MSGs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're getting ready to crack open the, the second Being bottle. Two. Yeah. Um, hey, what what was your question? Because my phone's about to die. But uh, OK, so here you go. So uh, not well, not to name the person, but we're at Katie and at Katie and Stacey's wedding uh, a couple weekends ago. I thought you said you just want to throw names out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing his name out, but um, oh, you meant okay. Yeah, I'm not throwing the guy's name out. I don't. I don't want him to catch any flack for this question. So, uh, but anyways, he goes, "Hey man, you know, been listening to y'all show a little bit. Really love it. Y'all are so funny. Um, Austin's terrible. He didn't actually say that, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. No, seriously. And uh, and he's like, "Hey, I, li- I heard your question about how much to spend on a first date for a woman. Like, you know, how how much is an appropriate amount?" He said, "So I was kind of curious." How much is an appropriate amount to spend at the strip club? How much is too much? How much is like, what's the occasion? What's the occasion? Yeah, I I was going to ask that. More importantly, who who am I with? Boys. You're with the boys. You're with the boys. Yeah. I mean, this is Beer Bacon Bros. So you're, you're with the boys. What city am I in? Um, better yet. Let's go with a, let's go with a major city. So let's do like, you know, a Charlotte, Atlanta, Charleston, uh, there's uh, not a whole lot down, Josh. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, hey, don't get me wrong. Is it my- BYOB or full nude? Uh, well, I full thought- nude. I, I don't know, man. I, I just he just asked the question, so I'll let you, I'll let you break it down. I want you, I want you to get full in depth with this. I want you to break it down. It's a guys' night. It can be a celebratory night or just a normal night that you guys just decide to Saturday go to the strip night. club. Yeah, um, you know, it could be full nude. It it needs to be in a major city. I mean. Uh, you know, you're talking about like my like Miami or oh yeah, even my like. Well, I mean, let's let's dial it back a little bit. Space was like, okay, no, not in Miami. I was just thinking of GTA, Jacksonville, Boston. Yeah, that's fine. Jacksonville's fine. Tampa's fine. You know, uh, Houston, Atlanta, just say Vegas. Vegas is fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, yeah, I said we just talked a, about that before the show. You know, kind of a major city, so yeah, Vegas is. All right, who who wants to jump on it first? Wow, I. I'll take the stab first. So ba- my bachelor party <laughs> was in Asheville because of the beer run and everything. So, by the way, disclaimer, don't go to the strip club in Asheville. <laughs> it's awful. Bro, Adam. Your mom. Your mom said Atlanta, $100. 
That's <laughs> what? <laughs> what your mom just said. Oh, Miss Kim just hit in. She said she's going to Atlanta and she's spending $100. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Adam's face is pierced. Yeah. Walking out with two black eyes. <laughs> no, don't go to a small town, big town. Vegas was cool, but with everything going on right now, you know, I think it was what, $1,500 to reserve your spot, and then they give you your cash and bills once you get in there. But bottle service we saw is like $350 for a $750 of Tito's. So I mean it's it's just wild. It's it's like man to us, but people who are in Vegas twenty four seven, that's nothing. Because we obviously, obviously you're you're making they're Vegas money if you live in Vegas. And yeah, yeah. They're all right, let's you know, they make their money off of people coming in. I don't so, uh, so either way, so it was fifteen hundred dollars just to get in or get your name on the list. I'd say normal outside of a big city, five hundred bucks. Jesus. In is, a big city is if like you the, can't work with a thousand dollars. I mean, you need to find something else to work with. Oh my God, a thousand dollars for for a night of fun in a big city, just at the strip club. Just hey. at the strip club, yeah. Is that is that including your your drinks and everything? So is this one person or a group? I mean, you're talking about an boys. individual. Yeah. Like yeah. An how in, much like how much are you paying as an individual? Like, what's your what's your top dollar? Oh, I'd probably go three fifty myself but as a collective group if you get into a thousand dollar range i feel like you get a little bit different attention i got you okay. i can see that all right no private showing taking the back i mean it's definitely one of those things to where the more money you've thrown around the more Never the more attention you're going to get and definitely the more i would say fun you would have if you're just throwing stacks yeah know? your mom wanted us to tell you that she's pretty sure your dad did back in the day so not what, that, not blow stacks at a strip also, club apparently, yeah. <laughs> Also, also apparently, uh, your dad said that you need to take a female in with you because it's free and you get more attention. No, that's that Tammy. I don't know who Tammy is. I but... thought it's a typo of Timmy. Oh, could be I that. Could, I could believe yeah. that. Well, also, <laughs> no, no, it's a typo no, of Timmy. No, because she's at. We do have a family friend who names Tammy, so if she's. If oh, she's, so apparently if it's Tammy or Timmy. So, so Either way, well, you know, if it's Tammy's Tammy's down to have some fun. Well, no, if it's Tammy, or like, your dad's Tam- down to have some fun. Tammy is down to have some fun. Okay, so if, Tam- Tammy's ready to rock and roll. So and apparently, I, yeah, that, okay. she she would Tammy would throw down with you. Okay, so when you go back to North Carolina this weekend, I'm not take, take, I'm not going to the strip club. Take somebody with it. Tell me how the strip club in Gastonia is. I'm gonna say he's he going <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. There's got to be so, a hell. We got one in Columbia. So, I agree with Andrew. So, like in in like the thousand dollar range as a group, as a group, but individually, three, individually, bro, I never spent. I never spent like even close to three hundred dollars. So I agree with Andrew. Houston, I mean, I was also like in small cities, so yeah. Houston is pretty much everywhere you go around here at bars and at strip clubs. It's like anywhere from like one hundred and fifty to like. Four fifty for bottle service. Miss uh, Kim is lighting up the chat. <laughs> I got. Oh, hold on, let me, let me goes, open this up. Miss Kim goes. There isn't one in Gaston. You got to go to Charlotte. She knows. She knows. Oh, I she know. Knows. She knows. I bet she does. What a damn! What? I invited the wrong Smith to my damn bachelor drip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the max I'm probably yeah, she should have took Kevin's spot. <laughs> he didn't show up anyways. Yeah. The max you're gonna spend, awesome. Sorry, we keep interrupting you. What, you're what's fine. The max you're going through? I mean, the max I'm probably spending would be 
seven hundred probably somewhere out of that range. But Whoa. like. So that's because like, he's making that single engineer money up in a major city. He's getting a bottle service. Yeah. He's gonna go get himself the champagne room. So, yeah. No, no. See, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go for at the strip. So, club. from what we just found out, if it, if this ever happens, Austin needs to be the point man because he's he's willing to just set us up. So, are you blowing seven hundred early? No, yeah, no, no, like, you know, like a tactical method of just like spreading it throughout. Or are you like one of those guys that walks in and just throws you're a stack on the stage? stage yeah, or are you going back to the no, church? no. I'm I'm going having a drink, probably watching a ball game because there's always a ball game on in a strip club. If you haven't realized that, having a good time, hanging I out. Ball game is what I was watching. I've never I'm seen just, a ball game. I'm in just, strip club I just want to point out that we're talking about what you would do to a strip club, and we've gotten down to like the third thing, and Austin has yet to mention the women. No, no, you're always watching <laughs> your surroundings, but you're sitting down having bottle service. You got to have a few drinks before you really start spending the money. And then, but you're also going like, you're going in a group of like six or more because then that cuts bottle service like down to like 50 bucks a person or 75 bucks a person. So then you're willing to throw like a couple more hundred dollars to whatever you want to do for the night. And it all depends on. Why you're going? Because there's always a person that sends you to the strip club. Typically, it's Steve trying to get me to go to strip club. But Steve, as in our friend Hamilton. Not, yeah, Hamilton. yeah, yeah. I figured Steve it was Hamilton. Steve Daddy. Steve. Yeah. Um, Steve like, and Steve. <laughs> is that how you look at Daddy Steve? Yeah, that's, he, what he, that's what Chris is, does. He's he is a dad. But I'm also going to like probably the best strip club in town. Like. That's the, that's the main point I would point out at this too is there's a ton of strip clubs. So Austin, have you ever been to a strip club? I've yes. The, yeah, he put it on the company yes. card. So hey. they approach you within the first three minutes of you sitting down. You're like, you sit back, you get a couple drinks, some bottles. Yeah, there's no hiding. There's no, no hiding. No, it's full court press from the get go. <laughs> yeah, you know, the so moment you walk in the door, you're not pushing off, and then you know you want to come back touchdown pass. See what I'm doing though is by so also how certain apparently how certain strip clubs are set up here is. You can get like a certain, certain area. He's apparently already done mapped out like at least four so or how, five how, in Houston. How many have you been to since being in Houston, Austin? Are you playing with poker chips? No. No, we keep hearing um, something. Opening up a Hoshi kiss. <laughs> it does sound kind of like that. Hey, the Bears have come back from 13 nothing to 14 to 13 at halftime. Ooh, yep. Get mm. you some, boy. Uh, I've been to three. Three, Never. yeah. None, none since I've been back this year. It's all been the last two years. Three in Houston or three all together? Three in Houston. Three in Houston. Three in Houston. So here's the but, deal. So when but he also that, just said he was doing all that while he was in college and not when he actually, like, it, he hasn't been back since he's graduated right. college. If you're yeah. spending 700 bucks and you're getting approached in the full court press, you got to put the girls on your buddies first. Exactly. And it's dip like you just kind of you like that's you, you avoid move. the pressure. Yeah, you give the ball, hand them off to some of your teammates. Yeah, and what's good will come back. You so. you spread the wealth first always. Not all money is spent on yourself. Yes, it it might, that, that's if you're with a good crowd because then the money will come back to you. 
I say yeah. my. Uh, so um, if I'm going in a group of six, go ahead, Austin. I'm saying if I'm going in a group of six, I'm saying we probably spend twenty twenty six hundred twenty eight hundred on a like, group of six, bro. Never ever hold on. <laughs> Who the fuck do you know in Houston now? That's like. Hold on. Quick math here, quick, quick math. Let's go. <laughs> I was gonna break that down. To it's about it's, it's about, about five hundred. No, it's less than five hundred. It's about four hundred something. Yeah, four hundred and change per yeah. person. If yeah. it's six people right. and you're spending twenty five hundred, I think that's like I think that's fair. Each. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where we're getting our general. I can see that. Is, yeah, is how because the question is how much is an appropriate amount to spend at the strip club, and I think everybody's somewhere between three and five. Yeah, I'll, right. I but I need a lower. I need something very like my buddy came home from deployment. That was a great reason to, but just for a Saturday, Saturday night, night, negative Ghost Rider. So uh, just a regular chill, chill Saturday night. You He's and throwing three dollars. Like if you're if you're if you're if, you're, if, if your buddy day. just randomly sends you a text on a Saturday night, like, hey, what are you doing? Uh not much. All you know, plans fell through. Hey, all right, me let's go to the doll. Let's go to the dollhouse. Yeah. Let's first go to the dollhouse. First, it would be negative. Yeah, it'd be decapitated. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. I'm I'm not doing that now that I'm a married man. Right. We're we're but we're doing it was this something, for the if, single individual that asked. If question. it was something random like clear. that, I'm with Andrew. Like, hell, I would feel bad for approaching eighty dollars. Yeah, eighty's a little much. So I would take a beer and multiply it by six. How much it costs, and that's the most I'm spending. Yeah. So because okay. I'm gonna drink six it, beers. So what if it's BYOB? <laughs> you a hundred dollars? It's BYOB cover then probably a, a generous cover to come in. Probably like twenty dollars. I say because like well. The one we went to in Nashville was like a thirty dollar cover, but it was BYOB. Oh, that's I mean that's 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 acceptable. That's if you're bringing you, if if I can walk in with a fucking case of Bud I Light, walked, I walked in yeah. with a backpack full of beer. Okay, thirty dollars <laughs> is acceptable. Now, now the worst thing is walking in. I don't care what the hell I'm walking. Case. I'll walk into a damn drag show, whatever. I'll, <laughs> I will walk into a horse and pony show if I can bring in a case of Bud Light. He'll walk into the pig race like you get at the oh, fair. Man. You know what? I'm gonna, have a, I'm gonna have a goddamn story to tell you once I leave. I do not care. Well, welcome to the bowl games in Tampa. Yes, Ebor yeah. <laughs> and everywhere else down there. They also put them online. You can watch them online. Oh, oh. also, if you ever Tammy. speaking of speaking of the situation. Oh, damn! What is Miss Smith Tammy, saying? Tammy said no more than a grand. She said it's, it's ridiculous to spend. All more right, than Adam. A grand. Who's this Tammy lady? Why you been holding out? All right, listen, Tammy. <laughs> we need Tammy here now. Tammy, we're doing a women's takeover show in the next month or two, and you she need needs to be, to be on, on it. Yes. Tammy's going to be the damn host. Exactly. Yeah, she's going to be leading the shit. We, we will teach you, lady. <laughs> and then you need a whip sound animated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to figure that out. But on the topic of this, apparently Key West, Florida, the actual city of Key West, not just the Keys, you got to go down to Key West. I forget what the... It's a guy that owns it. It's like five establishments. There's bars, and then attached to each one of these five bars, and they're all like, like I would say, a complex. They're all attached to each other. Oh, excuse me. There's an adult section. There is a... Um... No, sorry, you freaking me out. But um, you, all of the keys in like the Key West area, there's a bunch of bars there that have adult entertainment areas to them. Like there's one that's called the uh, Garden of Eden. It's on the top. It's on the third floor, and it's an outside bar, but it's a nude bar to the patrons. Yeah, that's world renowned. Oh yeah, yeah. But imagine walking to that bar and just seeing the people that are visiting the bar being the ones naked. 
what the paint ons and everything. Yeah, got the paint ons so, and everything. So, like yeah, that. body suits with uh, paint is a huge thing. At that bar, that's yeah. That, yeah you got to be careful because you might walk in one day and it might be like you know the old folks' home was visiting that night or something. Might be Joe. Might be. <laughs> so wait, did Austin hang up on us? He said his phone was dying, which if he's in his house and it's a phone dies. Oh, he's calling back in. So his phone died and he most likely plugged it back in. He said he's not done. So real question, though, because I've always been curious about it and I kind of want to do it one day no matter what because we always talked about it at Myrtle Beach. But at the dollhouse, they do three ninety nine steak and eggs. It was four ninety nine. It might have been four ninety nine. Anyways, four hundred ninety nine dollars. No, 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 four dollars. Five dollars for steak and eggs after midnight. Midnight until. All right. So the only reason I'm going there. It's for the steak and egg, yeah, yeah. Is I'm replacing a drunk Waffle House visit with that? Exactly, that's what I was thinking. You can't get it. You can't get out of Waffle House for five dollars a meal. No, you. I mean, you could, yeah, but, but you're not getting steak and eggs. Egg. Steak and eggs is not worth it. I'd take the Waffle House visit. <laughs> you don't think the steak and egg, you think the steak and eggs is that bad? So you got to think of it. Myrtle Beach as itself, it, it's like a cesspool of Russians. Every, Dirty, rotten thing out of everywhere else. Did you say it's a of Russians? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Russia, a lot of Russians own a lot of businesses down deep, there. Russia, China, huge China owns. Russia is huge in Myrtle Beach. China, yeah. China owns more businesses in Myrtle Beach than anything else, anybody uh, else, I even Americans. My money against that. All right. As of 2000, 2018, people dominate. Eastern Europe is making a big push into businesses in Myrtle Beach. Vladimir is going hard in the paint now. Oh, right put, now. oh Putin <laughs> is pushing. <laughs> Of the places you want so, to own in the U.S., Myrtle Beach. Of course. Why that's not? Right. It's the biggest. It's, cheap, it's one of the biggest money, tourism yeah. spots in the United States. And if they complain, it's cheap. Just brush it off. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah, I guess we're all on the same page. Steak and eggs, we, five five bucks at a strip club I after midnight. I need it. You you give it a try. Yeah. He's what, done it. What is my steak and no, eggs served on? We've talked about doing a it. Plate. That's probably yeah. It's probably a, <laughs> said it, it might it might be a paper plate. Who knows? Now some is it Dix, one of those things like Dixie China? If it's truly like a Waffle House and I can watch them cook it, yeah, I'll do it because I can Visually. look at it and what be like, strip okay. Club have you been to and watch them cook any food? <laughs> I've never been to a strip club where they offered anything sort of like that. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's a moto. I'm pretty sure there's one in Moto Beach that has like a buffet. Have you ever seen the grade rating on the strip club's food on the door? Oh, it's got to be a D. Negative because it's dark and they put the tin on it. <laughs> you don't know. Can't even see it. I'm just saying. I'm willing to go in there and spend five dollars on steak and eggs and just see what happens. I mean, see Give what it a comes shot. To. Give it a shot. Yeah, I, I want two fried eggs and whatever cut of steak they serve you. <laughs> now, and I want to cook medium rare. The caveat is Vegas has the human body sushi platters where they lay down, they put leaves on them, and then they put the sushi on. But top you can grab it right. Right off of them, and it's like I mean, well, I'm also down for that, but I don't think it's four ninety nine. <laughs> it is four ninety nine, probably just not. to get in the, the door. The decimal, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's four ninety nine, but the decimal is in a lot different spot. Yeah, <laughs> it's four ninety nine, and it requires four people. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so I think I think that's good enough coverage on the on the strip club. I think we yeah, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, so, let's Tammy, get into this. Let's Tammy, get into this beer. Ever join us back? He tried. I accepted his connection, and, then he and it died. Phone. I think his phone. His phone is most likely dead at this point. In time. Why he doesn't put it? Poor little. Well, I guess he can't charge it because you got to have the head. He's got to have. Yeah, yeah unless you have the the split dongle yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. He's a split wireless dongle. He's got all the oh, money spending. He, spend strip he club, ain't got no AirPods no, yet. Can't, no can't buy no AirPods. Yeah. He's going to the damn strip club, <laughs> spending seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a couple uh, pairs of AirPods. Yeah. Yeah. 
He could have spares. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's get into this All last right, yeah. year. Andrew, you want to pour some more in that? I think we're out, bro. No, no we're good. We're, we're still good. So I had to pop this oh, one just just before it got too warm. But Adam uh, said he's not a fan of it already. I'm not a fan of Imperial I'll Stouts. I'll tell you why in a second. You're not a fan. You okay. Know, I just know it just by looking at you. So <laughs> just by looking at you, I know it. I know it's it. the beard. <laughs> because I didn't like it at first because of this reason. But so, anyways, it's Evil Twin and Westbrook collaborated. Imperial Mexican biscotti cake break. So Evil Twin is Yepe and his brother. So if you ever heard of Flying Dog, yeah. Uh, so Flying Dog and Evil Twin are, are twin brothers, or both brewers. But Evil Twin is owned by Yepe, and Yepe was just a craphead of a brother. And so Flying Dog had a centralized brewery. Evil Twin is a gypsy brewery. So they go around the country, and they use other people's breweries to make their beer. So until about three years ago, he built a place in the Bronx and now he has a centralized place. But other than that, he used to come to Westbrook in Charleston or Mount Pleasant and brew all the time because Westbrook was so Ed and the people down there were so nice and just like letting, you know, basically charging him nothing. But he brought them a lot of business for being evil twins. So anyways, Mexican cake that is combined with from Westbrook is one of their top beers ever. Go ahead and go and log on uh, Beer Advocate and tell me what Mexican cake's rating is. It's probably in the top. 50 to 100 beer advocate yeah so mexican cake is an imperial stout brewed with chili peppers don't get too mad it's cocoa nibs chili peppers vanilla habanero so and coffee I got, I got the call yeah i can taste the coffee so this has been oxidized about six it's been it's been resting about six years so once it rests habanero goes away but you get the good taste from the from the flavor of it but it, it's it's pretty this, this is from evil twin right so I would say Mexican cake in general because it was two beers brewed. So I, I went on Beer Advocate and I typed in Mexican cake. That's what the search right. was. And I've got Westbrook, Evil Twin, Just do, and a bunch the, of Westbrook. Do the Westbrook, Westbrook first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The beer itself was combined with... Uh, well, I can tell you right now, the rating from the Mexican cake from Westbrook without even clicking on it is a 98 with right. 3,000 ratings. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, and then the one from Evil Twin is a ninety five with seven hundred something ratings on it. Yeah, so go go to three thousand. So the Mexican cake is the dominant portion of this beer because it's more mass produced, but it's 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 high alcohol. Once it sits longer, it's amazing. It's a good taste. And it ranks at their all time list. It comes in at three oh three. Okay, that's that's not bad. It was a lot better before, but the hotter it gets, the the worst it's going to taste, obviously. That's why you keep it lukewarm. But, yep, it's a good beer. All right. Anybody want to – I'm going to pull the notes up. Anybody ready to put a score behind it? I need more of it to try again. If you have Mexican cake by itself. No, none of us have had – We've no, been. No, no, we've, I said if you did have it by itself. No. There's so many variants now. They do tequila there's, barrel, bourbon barrel, apple brandy barrel. I was gonna say there was there was three different Mexican. I'm pretty sure I had on. something like this when I when we were down at Westbrook recently. Oh yeah, we had we had something. You might have had a you had brand. a you had a very he had a very dark beer like this, but we just did not like it at all. But no. I think I had something like this it's that because it was stupid fresh. Yeah. Well, it was that, and and it was it was mixed with coconut to make it like an almond joy is what they were ah, selling. So on the it. coconut is the most rare version of it of okay. the Mexican cake. And, and it was not good. 
It was, and that's why this is it in a it's is it an acquired taste? You would say it is. It's beyond that, but it's 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 a waiting game. So the longer these beers wait, the 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 more the harshness comes off of it, and the better it's more milky and it tastes. You know, it goes down smoother and it's really good. But it's just a waiting game, and it's hard to wait when you know one beer is. I'm gonna go um an eight eight on this one. Eight eight. Yeah, I'm gonna hit with an eight eight. Right. Not my Adam didn't like it. He took a few sips play, yeah. and he was out. Not, the habanero killed it for him from the beginning. The habanero you can taste, but not the spice. It kills the taste for a lot of people. Cause I mean it was the same thing with the uh was He's it also not a fan of dark beers in general. Yeah, I'm not a fan of like heavy stouts or stuff like that to begin with. But what was it? Was it the Chipotle Brown at Swamp Cabbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't like that one. The Chipotle, yeah, what, yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't too hot on that either. Um, I don't know, just something to do with like the the pep, like even that uh the Ghost Pepper one that we've had before on the show. Ah, the Ghost Rider. So yeah. this is the only pepper beer I do. I so, won't do any other. That's what I'm saying. Like I've tried a couple of them, and they just have never been a, a thing for me. I've never really liked them. Um. But if you, I mean, if you're a fan of peppers and you like stouts, like this is, you know, not a bad beer, be good for you. But for me, five two. Cool. Man. You're not a fan at all. Nah, like this. I mean, not it's just not. All. It's just not. It's not a me beer. He said, "Take my yeah, glass." I get it. Out of here. <laughs> man. But um, I mean, not. But I mean, it's but, not to knock them. Like if, but if that's like. If that's something you're into, like it's a great beer. If that's what you're into, just personally, it's uh, not... it, it's, it's a cleanup batter. It, it's hit or miss. Yeah, I'm going for the fences with this thing because it's a specialty taste. So yeah, so it's definitely. I I think it's a an acquired taste, and it's just something that I wasn't wasn't that into. Yeah, I would say it. It's definitely a um. It is a unique taste to where if you just dive headfirst into it, it's gonna be something that you're either a fan of or not. Like you're saying, um. But I think it is a really good quality beer. It's, I I like it. Um, eight eight is what I gave it. So you obviously know I like it. But I'm um, I'm interested to see what your score is going to end up being because you gave the Goose Island a, you know, an eight one. I think, I think for me, obviously, I, I don't I, like. I'm with Adam. This is not something that really fits my flavor favor yeah flavor profile of what I typically want to drink. But I also agree with you in a sense where this is also not a terrible beer. Like if, if you're in, if you're in for this kind of style of beer, you're in for this dark beer, that dark Imperial stout kind of beer, this is a good beer for you to try and kind of make your own opinion on. So I think a seven, nine is where I'm going to drop my, or put my score at for it kind of in between both of you. Um, You know what I like about it though, with being this dark one, like a, a dark, you know, heavy beer like this. When you normally see these and think of it, you think of more like, you know, your Guinnesses, stuff like that. They're 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 gonna sit, they're gonna hit the same flavor profile. This one actually definitely does have more of a I would say nutty flavor to it. You can actually get a lot of different flavors you don't get out of the Guinnesses. It's almost and stuff like, a, like that. I'm like, I'm not an almond fan, but it almost feels like it's got some almond to it. It does. Yeah, and it's got it's it got does. a it's got it's, a nut uh, flavor to it. I can't. It's, coffee, I can't. cinnamon, almonds, yeah. coconuts, okay. vanilla, yep. and habaneros. Yeah, added. You do. You do. Get, you are completely correct about it, though. You do get a a taste of habanero, but without the, the spice. Without, I mean, with zero spice in so my the opinion. So the day this was put out, if you would have drank it, you would have been like choking. 
you know, with that habanero. Sapping, yes. Yeah. And that's why I hated it from the get go. But then people introduced me to cellaring and I was like, man, this is great afterwards. But I agree. I mean, zero spice, zero spice from habanero. Not not so, much of the vanilla. I definitely get the almond. Don't really even get that much cinnamon at all, honestly. I mean, but, but I get the coffee there. I mean, I can I yeah, I mean, get that. Yeah. But so I get if that you get a stout, I, get, I definitely get the almond more of anything right to, now. To I, agree. I agree. So this beer is not your it's not going to be on the same price level as Helium. So obviously. It, well, this is a more mid-tier. Um it's also a blended beer between biscotti break and Mexican cake. So you got to appreciate two different brewing levels. Um, this is more for bourbon drinkers who can take a palate, taste it, and realize, yeah. you know, different notes on it rather than drink half a glass and be like, man, that sucked. I'm drunk now. Can it, we? It's I, not about that. Since you brought that up, I wish I could be one of those guys that could take like, you know, Swirl two finger, it. two fingers of a bourbon or a whiskey neat. You know, room temperature, nothing in it. Swirl it around, sniff it, and take a sip, and then be like, "Oh, I tasted the northwestern cherries in it." It's like, okay, hold on, how the hell? Like, that's what it's, I was thinking of. Teaching. Like, how when do guys actually your, do that? It's about teaching. You you learn you learn from other people. They like you. You can take a taste, and in your mind, you know, you know, you taste something. Like you know that this is something that you no, recognize. You taste burning. Well, you I taste mean, alcohol. Maybe you do. <laughs> but no. but they but like a sommelier or somebody will teach you what like they help you recognize because your brain tells you I recognize this smell, I recognize this taste. What is this? And they help you put the two and two together. So in the beer world, that's called a cicerone. Okay. So there's three levels of Cicerone, but it takes years. But anyways, same thing like a Somnia then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is the exact same thing. That's how you get to that point. Somebody helps teach you to put two and two together because your brain will tell you. I'm not kidding you. When I first started doing that, like in that class, my brain was telling me like, fuck, I recognize this smell. Like it smell uh, like the dirty sock smell. Like I, I recognize this. But. Like I, my brain couldn't yeah, tell I, me what it was. I'm gonna back away from anything. It smells like dirty socks. Now. I did too. I did but too. He still put it in his mouth. I did. I did. So he took um, he took one class at USC, and he's he's now the sommelier uh, yeah, of the no, I'm, beer bacon Trust me, I'm I'm not. I mean, especially when I've been out of it for so long. But I'm explaining to you like how how people become that way. So I'm gonna give this a six, just based on the appreciation of what this does. So to get a beer actually tasteable at this point with this many things in it and you can actually you know drink it and be able to tolerate it is very incredible so that, that's kind of where i wanted the flavor wise i'm not a big fan of the flavor that i'm getting i think the aftertaste is is it, i mean i think I, i've let it sit a little too long but but that's that's what we're going at with is the um the flavor is not bad at all just it, like adam it doesn't hit my flavor profile the way i want it to mm -hmm. But it's like what you said. It's the backstory behind it. What that beer went through. All of that helps bump the score up. Because it's like an old truck. Yeah. You know, shipped over from Vietnam. You're like, man, this thing's been through a lot. Or like, like if somebody. Crap. I'm like, no, that's great. Someone brings over like a, uh, you know, like a 60s or 70s muscle car. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's old. But it's like, no, that's, that baby's old. But that's a, that's yeah, a that's a classic. That's, <laughs> she's a lot seen, of hard work. Yeah. That that was a lot that went into that. Well, I was like, you know what? At Hazelwood, I gave the uh, the farm beer a good rating. Oh, he got, the he backstory, got dogged on the it. The backstory behind it, the way it tasted, the drinkability of it. You're not going to get drunk. You can just keep pounding and pounding and pounding. 
and people lost their minds. You did give it a nine five, and I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing with it because it's your score. You are part of this. You get to score it exactly how you feel. This is about your opinions, and people are trusting in us. But I completely agree with you that there's so much there was so much love and attention put into that. Like you can tell for a yeah, fact that is Matt, Matt's favorite beer. Matt's, the owner that is of his the favorite. He, he literally goes and picks those stuff, the ingredients and the hops by, by hand. Him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean that is that is his baby. I, I told you. And you got to appreciate Matt. that. That's great, dude. Like, dude, his knowledge that he spit on us incredible. was just phenomenal. Oh, blow your mind compared to people you've talked to. I mean, it's just incredible. Oh, no. Like, first time got, I met Matt, I was looking up for 10 minutes trying to find him because he's so tall. Yeah. What do you say? He was like 6'10. 6'10. 6'10. Yeah. Freaking giant. And then he was talking about the uh, taking the blue granite, heating it up, dropping it into the beer to heat that beer up. And it was been done since, you know, basically medieval times. But they still the do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they still do it to this, like to this day. And like him went on that when he went on that tangent, and, and that, he like, got done. He, he, he got like, he got done explaining it, and like looked at all three of us, and we were all just like, "Dumbfounded." Uh, He's like, "You're not beer people." Yeah, right? we were like, "We're like, <laughs> we're not we're, that we're, kind of." We're beer sorry, people. we're not on your level. Like, we, like it, we felt bad. Like he literally blew That's our mind. Very passionate, and if you get him in the zone, he's going to explain. Oh, so, he was getting in the so zone. I can tell you that a lot. He explained to me he got really drunk one time. He explained to me about a book he has just full of like, you know, like a, a guy on PS4 with a playbook. He's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this play, try it in real life, and see what it does." And that and he does some incredible stuff. So yeah, he is. Uh, and like you said, he's very passionate about it. I mean, the farm beer, you could tell that's his child, that's his baby, that's his favorite beer, and. He puts, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think he puts more time and attention into that beer than he would other beers. And I think I mean, that's if why. If I was the one actually picking the hops, bringing them in, processing, doing all that, like, yeah, I'm going I'm to put more attention to it because I'm, I'm there from day one to you drinking it. So did he explain that Hazelwood is actually the name of his farm? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. He had a really, really great too, which are really cool. Oh, That'd be yeah. cool. We need, get, um, if you get invited, it's a tent party and you go out and you just drink beer and not a like it's it's great it's like tent part like we bring our own tents and hang out oh yeah oh yeah camp camp for the week it's yeah. right by the water too i think that's awesome is it camden is it's that in camden yeah. yeah it's right yeah. off of uh whatever that river is i yeah, can't remember it's, he's got a great what system. is that the watery yeah i think so sounds right yeah, yeah. That sounds about right so yeah he's, he's tall enough to pick all the vines so yeah he was he was definitely cool dude had a great interview I mean that was a. I can't wait to get that recording out. That is a. That was a excellent, excellent interview. He's by far the smartest guy I've met. So. As far as in the brew world or just in general, yeah, you, everybody's smart in their own sense in the brew world. You meet a lot of people, and they're all you know. I'm smart about this, but he's just like I love this, and he goes off on it. So yeah, he knew a lot. Yeah, he's definitely a um, fantastic individual. Was Logan there too? Oh no! Short I don't think we met a lawyer. I never met. No, we didn't meet anybody like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He used to brew at Riverette too. So. Okay. Yeah. But no, yeah, he, Matt was fantastic. It was a great time. Um, just a fountain of damn knowledge. It was ridiculous. We could we could do a full two hour interview with that guy. I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think he could literally just. He was, it he wouldn't be an interview. Like, It'd be two hours of him talking and us throwing in random questions here and there. It was my surprise that Conquest didn't go farther than they did with him at the helm but he was kind of like the uh you know fifth guy in charge 
Okay. You know? So it, it kind of. He talked about like how he had a hand in it and all that stuff, but yeah, he had a lot of knowledge, and he's you know it's kind of having your chain yanked back as a dog. Yeah, you want to run, but you can't. Why do you think? I mean, obviously they're gone, and we're not going to be doing a show from there or anything. But like, you know, you were in the beer scene for quite a while. Like, why do you think Conquest failed? Or so Conquest was great in a lot of senses because they're the pilot ship. You know, they're the one who's like, you know, we're going to try this thing. But they went in and they had, you know, I'm just shooting off the hip, but I'm pretty sure they had close to thirty to thirty-five investors. So they're split so many ways. And it gets very political and one person wants one thing done this way and another wants it done this way. Well, you're already a very small system. So a normal system to start with is, you know, I'd say 15 barrels. And I think they were a little bit smaller than that. I can't remember. So they're quantitative put outs, not as much as anybody else say as like a river rat, you yeah. know, who came right after him and was like, Hey, we just got to beat these guys. Let's let you know do that shipping and stuff. We could make it work, and so that was kind of demise. Plus, their location was just detrimental to your business. You know, you're not you're in the backside of basically some U-Haul storage shit. Looking yeah, sheds. it's hard. Well, it's like Swamp Cabbage Mission now when we did their show. Like their location is not ideal either. They, yeah, they but know there's that. still a big area compared to what they had. But Conquest was hidden and tucked. That behind. was my first time yeah. there. At, at swamp cabbage and i've heard about them since i was even helped brewing so i mean i'd never been there just because you know can't look in the woods if you don't know where you're looking so, yeah but yeah i i think a lot of hands in the pot and they were trying to ruffle through so many brewers at one time i mean their head brewer i think is in charleston now doing something like real estate or something but you know it's just it was a bad race car yeah yeah, I was kind of curious about it because I've been, you know, we I've been to Conquest a couple times and I liked um, it. I mean, it's got a very specific the style. The Sacred of beer. Heart was, or the Sacred Air Heart, I think it was one of my favorites. That's actually where we tried our first like really really spicy beer because they had a habanero beer on oh, tap. Oh yeah, with with um, cilantro in it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was a it was it a was. really sour beer. It it built up. It did what it was supposed to. Um, I think it was also with like the one of the sourest beers I've ever had was there too. Remember they had that one? It was like it, describing it would almost be like if you took like the Shockers candy, yeah. So and he, you just like threw like three of those in your mouth. That was like how sour that beer was. Like it hit you like a warhead. What sour beers are very kind of like eh, kind of like a very good receiver with a bad attitude. You kind of eh, because the cleaning process of a tank. Once you brew a sour beer, that wild yeast just goes crazy in there. So when you have to put caustic in there to kill it, it's very hard. So people don't want to risk throwing sour yeast in there and it's skipping tanks based off hoses or whatever else. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a very – so like Europe does a whole separate brewing area just for sours. And so that's the thing. It's 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 Because they have a bunch of pansies. Well, it takes it takes a solid, you know, well managed group of people cleaning yeah. wise. So yeah, it's it could have been a sour beer. You never knew it. I didn't taste that one. So no, that, no, that sour beer that I'm talking about from Conquest was extremely sour, you, really sour. You'll learn to start looking at like clean clean lines when people actually clean their lines. Like you'll taste a Blue Moon and you'll be like, man, that tastes awful. 
well, they've never cleaned that line. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you feel I, it. So, we got one more thing to at least accomplish that is sports related. But I just wanted, I saw this tweet from Mike. Uh, I guess the last name you say is Yuva, UVA. He's a sports anchor for Watch Fox. And uh, he said at Will Muschamp's call-in show tonight, a caller just asked Will Muschamp if he and the coaching staff ever thought about wearing ski masks because that would be an easier way for them to steal money from Ray Tanner. Oh, oh yikes. They actually, that guy got that, that, he got those words off to Muschamp on the call-in show. Yeah. I want to know how they handled that. He's, it says Will Muschamp simply laughed it off. Hey, I'm going to follow you up with this from a, Incredible source. Jesus. Report. Did Christ. you see what Lane Kiffman said about his group chat today? No, no. I saw what Lane Kiffman oh, said Lane about Kiffin's Nick Saban. Known for shooting himself in the foot, though. What did he say about what did he say about um Nick Saban? Uh he said he said Muschamp, Kirby, and a couple others all have the same group chat because we all have the same daddy. Oh Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right. Nick Saban. He goes, all we right. got a great group chat going on, and it's kind of funny and comical. Because we all have the same daddy, and I was like, "Damn, he's not wrong." No, no, he's talking about how you've been losing. Because, but it's like it's like he he wants he wants to. That's a compliment there to Nick Saban. Oh yeah, but it's like he's the Godfather. Yeah, the title was. But why did he? If he wants to throw compliments about Nick Saban, why didn't he want to stay on Nick Saban's staff? Because he wants that money. Yeah, yeah, he's getting paid by Ole Miss now, but he's not wrong. No, no assistant has ever beaten Nick Saban. No, no, none of his none of his former assistants have ever beaten him. Literally, none of his former assistants have ever beaten him in a football game. So, I mean, he's not wrong. It's his daddy, but uh, because that's Ole Miss and Alabama are playing this weekend, and uh, and in his interview, um, he was asked by some sports reporter whose interview, Lane Kiffins, and uh, and Lane simply said, "Well, you know, I don't think that Nick could cover me anymore." And uh, and they asked Nick about the comment. Nick was like. Well, yeah, I've had two knee replacements. Like, of course, I'm not going to. Oh, cover so we talking about like one on one? Then on the grid iron. Yeah, oh, one on yeah. one. I thought they and, were talking about covering the spread. I was yeah, like, I thought, blow that spread I thought we were talking about the, the spread. Water. Yeah, because now they said that. And, yeah, I thought it was about like the actual football game, and, not like them one on one. Nick Saban versus Lane Kiffin. And Nick goes, "You know what? When he's my age, let's talk about it." Yeah. <laughs> so that's no, a, that's a Spurrier thing right there. You know, Spurrier and Saban. If I was Saban, I'd been like, you know what? You know what? If I was saving, I'm like, yeah, he's right. I can't cover him right now because, you know, I can't cover him anymore because my knee surgery. I'm getting older. But I want to see him cover my guys on the field. That's yeah. what I would have said. But that, yeah. that that makes me look at Belichick when he was wearing that shirt the other day in the press conference that had like 25 holes in it. And it's like, man. He's probably had that since he started coaching. <laughs> but, but you know his salary is withheld. Like nobody knows exactly what Belichick makes. I mean, that's... You know that's the you know he's a he's a damn millionaire. We that's know that. the area fifty one of questions. How much does Belichick make, or how much has he made? Yeah. Let's also let's also talk about the um Dabo Sweeney apparently jumped into a reporter's ass because oh, they were doing one of the, the they were not Christian like they were doing they were doing one of their their midweek press conferences and the reporter was the reporter was like, we know that you are a candidate for the Houston Texans opening. And apparently Dabba went off. I was like, my eyes aren't on the NFL. I'm all I'm all in on Clemson. Yada yada yada. And like, we know the moment Nick Saban leaves or you get a decent NFL offer, 
homeboy's leaving. He's, he's got, got to, he's got to be because he's, he's got no ties to Clemson. So I'm telling you right I now. Propose that some Clemson people and they get so mad, they so they get pissed, pissed, and they're like, "Why would he leave a dynasty he's built up?" And I'm like. Because he can go to one that's already built, who's doing better. Honestly, I was like, it's every person's dream to go back to. So they're all they played in the halls they walked, and make it their own name. Exactly. So it's like their name. So know? it's like he can. Yeah, he built Clemson up to a national championship team. He could leave and go to Alabama, a national championship team. But on the Alabama side, he grew up in Alabama. He, he went to high there. school there. He, he went, to, went Alabama. to Alabama. He played for Alabama. Like that's a well, ma- it's, you, that's when what, you that's count what, all that in, that tips the scales heavily. It's like it's nice to take a nap at Alex's house, but there's nothing like your own bed. Yes, exactly. and that yes. is the exact thing for him. Is Alabama is home? Is you are correct that, that Alabama is, is home. I I, I, I guarantee you, right you if, yeah, wait, wait. if he was st- if if it if we if we live to see him actually at Clemson. Nick Saban retires. Who do you think Alabama's first phone call is going to be? To? Oh, Dabo Sweeney, hundred percent. They'll pay everything. They don't care. They'll they'll pay they'll pay the buyout in his contract. And Clemson fans can say that it's not going to happen, but his buyout, the contract that he signed, every team play they pay the same amount for buyout except for Alabama. Yep. Alabama has to pay more yep. because Clemson themselves they know that he will leave to go to Alabama. There, there's a there's a reason that Alabama is one of the only college teams with LEDs that can cut off in the middle of a game and cut back on within a half second still. To do that, like strobe effect and stuff because like that? that is a lot of money. We were with some guys in Vegas last week, and they were telling us how much that is. It's incredible. Per light could, you know, sustain me for a year. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gnarly. So. It, and if you – I just want to say something. If you are a Clemson fan – and you think that Dabo Sweeney is going to stay at Clemson for another ten years, five years, five five years? I five you, years is a stretch. You are you are out of your mind. Like I get it. Don't get me wrong. You're you got a good football team. You you've had a great out. program, great, <laughs> fantastic years. So, the days are numbered, though. So here's the thing: How does he exit? Uh, another job. You, you want my you want my personal opinion on a high, or does he does he go out on a I think it. I think it. I think it. I think it depends. I think with Trevor Lee. No, I just. I think I'm I'm with Chris. I kind of. I think it just depends on who gives him who gives him the phone call. I I think it's. I think he. Well, here's the thing. I think he's going to have a notice because I think Nick would have the cur like actually the wherewithal to be like, hey man, I I think this last he would tell the AD kind of behind closed doors like, hey, I don't end of the year. I'm walking away. That's going to be a process. It's not going to be a hey, boom. Nick's leaving tonight. You're our guy. Cool, I got to do it. It's not going to be a boom, boom play. I don't. I don't actually think he goes to Alabama. To be honest with you, I, I really think he's got his eyes set on the NFL. He's had. He's yeah. gotten offers from the Jets and Jacksonville in the last five years. I think he really has his eyes set on the NFL, and I think this year, this Houston job, there's a reason they brought it up. Well, guys. Like the, the text message, the <laughs> text message I sent you, I could think of worse NFL teams or organizations to go to besides Houston. Houston's a huge South Carolina fan, though. In general, the owner the owner is a South Carolina grad, but right. but he but the fact that but that's also an organization that I feel like they're willing to spend the money to make the team successful. Who's the quarterback of the Houston Texans? Uh, Deshaun, duh. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's all you need to know. Yeah, but well, that's, he not, also that's, didn't not, that's not what I'm talking Hopkins. about. That's, that's not what I'm talking Hopkins about. Hopkins was a Clemson grad. Yeah, they literally just there. they literally threw D hop to the curve. I understand that. I'm for a Dabo standpoint, no, me, why would you not want to go play with your national championship quarterback who they just locked up for That's not what I'm talking about though. What I'm talking about is the fact that I feel like the Texans is one of those those organizations that in NFL it's not I won't say few, but like other sports is one of the few I would say it's one of the few. The owner's willing to put his money where his mouth mm-hmm. is. He will. He's willing to go get a coach, and they're like, "Okay, we need to go do this." And the owner is willing to say, "Okay, let's go. Let's let's try. Let's put let's put the money out there. Let's make moves." It's not a toxic environment at the Texans, I would say. Oh, well, the locker room was with Bill O'Brien, but now with Bill O'Brien gone, it's it's going to be cleaned up. You cannot, especially if you you bring, can't have someone that's a head coach and the GM and not expect to have trouble. Oh, you're going to get oh, it out yeah. of Dabo if that like oh, whoever whoever's coming in next to Houston's going to be in the same role. Which, if you're an NFL head coach, that's your dream role. You get to you get you're to in charge of the whole team. You get to yeah, you get to manage your personnel. You get to decide who's on the team, who you're going after in free agency, all of that. So again, Dabo Sweeney, who is a control freak. Who is a game manager? Who is not a coordinator by any sense of the means? Correct. It, who's a who's a cheerleader? You're, yeah, you're who's right. A cheerleader. I didn't even, I didn't even think about perfect an offense. I didn't even think about that. Defense. Dabo yeah. Dabo is not a play caller. We've me and me and Chris plenty of times. Dabo is a team manager. Correct. He he's got an offensive he's coordinator and he's got a defensive coordinator. He he's a, a principal. principal. He runs the school from a high level position. He he's he's got the thirty thousand foot view. He's looking down from a high level position. Right. He's not making the little. So nitpicky play calls here and there. Everything I'm just saying, and so, I'm not promising it or anything, but everything lines up right for him to really consider this Houston Texans job. And I would think he's probably honestly one of the favorite candidates for it. So if you're in the Houston Texans spot, I would offer as and, much and, of money as and, I possibly could. You like to spend money. What's the number one thing after spending money you like? Making Winning money. drugs. No, making money. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, therefore, Dabo's going to bring a <laughs> ton of money. Dabo is going to make it exciting. He's going to make your fans excited. He's got a cult he, following. The principal is. He, gonna, oh, no, he literally could. Yeah. He could leave Clemson to go to, like, like our buddy Devin that said, you know, North Dakota South Institute Midland Valley Tech. And they would have a growth in fans oh, the, because it would just be Dabo fans. Oh, the shirts. The shirts yeah. would be everywhere i'd have to like he go to some community college in the middle of nowhere and that school's also gonna make a shit ton more money because here's like people are like oh it's dabo here's the best way to put it in words for you dabo sweeney's cult following is just a step off of the lebron james following like there there are there 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 are true heat fans true Cavs fans true laker fans but in the NBA, there is more LeBron James fans. We, we than have there a friend are. that's like that. We have a friend that's like that. Well, I've heard I've heard plenty of Clemson fans that say like, you know, because I'm I'm one of those people that I'm willing to go nose to nose with them and be like, hey, you do realize Dabo will leave. He Clemson's not his baby. They don't realize. You want to think yet. you want to think that, but it's not. And I'm it's, like, well, so what are you going to do when he leaves? And they're like, I've heard multiple people say, I'm gonna follow Dabo. It's like, okay, hold on. So, are you so a fan or are you like a bandwagoner? Switching gears with that. Did you see what the NBA released? I think it was yesterday, day before, about ratings. They're way down. Way so down. They decided. See, I heard someone mention that. I didn't know no, no, there was no, that was much legit. truth to it. it was, Is, they're actually way so down in ratings. There was, posted, and he said, "Hey, from now on, you know, anything involving politics and anything." So it was on. the politics. That's what they attributed it to. Oh yeah, he said that's going to stay outside of airtime court time kind of thing 
and they're expecting it to gradually raise their viewership because I said this is the one of the worst fine like NBA playoffs ever viewer wise. Not only that, See, I, but this I is get the first that. time I've like, never watched it. Really, I'm like, nah. I also, but I'm also, I mean, with, I've never really been an NBA fan. I've no. never been um, either. But when the Bulls were playing back in the day, you had to find a TV and turn it on, turn yeah. the dial, get the antenna straight, and watch it, just because it was incredible because of the athlete, not the politics behind it. Well, see, but that's what I was from kind of going with this is someone that's not an NBA fan. Like, if I were to just happen to turn on an NBA game. And it got pol- it got political. I would just turn it back off because I don't watch sports to get and politics. Let's, and let's be clear about it: we're not just dogging the NBA on that. We would do the same thing for the NFL or the yeah. MLB. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same, same stuff. Let's be clear about it. I don't it's not watch just the sports for here. politics. I think the NFL, so, like, you know, did the, it right. So the, NF- the NFL's gone through their trouble. The NFL's gone through their troubles. We all know what it what it was. You know, with the kneeling and stuff like that, and. They lost fans because they're like, we don't watch this. They didn't just lose politics. fans; they lost sponsorships. They well, lost multi-million-dollar companies back in now. Because it's not it's, what we, just the fans. Sports. It was the players knew to hey, we're not doing this because our jersey sales go down. Yep. We're not going to have a job. Yeah, you know, because people don't want to play with toxicity there in their sense of meaning. So, and it's like I understand the other side where like it's you know LeBron's got a platform. Why not use it for social justice? But it's like, yeah, I get that, but it's his platform is there because it's not political. It's for sports. You yeah, can't, his, he's built himself as an that's, athlete. That's a deep well hole. So. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a rabbit hole to go down on that. I mean, it, what, but what, what was proven was the big thing about like last Friday, the, I think it was game one of the NBA finals. Oh yeah. And didn't even know it was going on. And an ACC football game that same Friday night had almost a million more viewers than the NBA finals game. That's incredible. That's not okay. That's never. Ever, that's not good for the happened. NBA whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. that's that's not okay. So, and I bet you jersey sales were equal. Well, I don't know about jersey sales for ACC <laughs> football, but yeah, Unless um, you're in California. But so, what? One, the final thing we needed to at least get across before we wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. But was the oh, we were trying to get back into our bets or our picks for the weekend. So we're not doing the whole pick five thing at least this time. But your one solid lock for the weekend. The Cardinals to cover seven against the Jets. <laughs> Cardinals to cover seven against the Jets. All right. Absolutely, that's ha- absolutely happening. So let me make sure I'm putting this through so that we are getting So I'm getting a note up for our Instagram. So Adam wants Cardinals minus seven versus Jets. All right. Andrew, I know this is a last minute thing since you're. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm great on this one. OK, I, I, I have a before he gets in. Do you have it right now? Or do you want to keep looking? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Going with Nadal for number 13 on the French Open. Nadal? He's, yeah, he's... To win it all. Oh, yeah. So, we've already seen Djokovic run into a couple injury... Hiccups. Hiccups. But and Nadal's, past, past two tournaments. Nadal's yet to drop a set. And he's complained about the balls being heavy in the wet air. But there's no reason. You've won 12 on clay. He's he's. Probably, is this a one on one matchup? Like this is oh, the yeah. championship matchup? No, not no. It's it's he, they've got one guy in between them, but it's not gonna happen. Okay, Schwartzman okay. and uh, whoever else he's got to play, it's not gonna happen. So okay. It's, it's either gonna, either way, Nadal's. This is they just played the quarterfinals. Yeah, they'll play tomorrow, I believe, for the semis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either you, way, you still looking? 
Yeah, I'm still doing okay. it. Either way, I'm trying yeah. to find the, Nadal, I've got a certain game. I'm trying to find the line on it. Nadal what may be the best clay player is, is in our generation. You can take that Florida no, State line. Okay. But back, back to Andrew. Florida oh, State line. Not really, you can take that not, Florida yeah. State line. Real I'm quick. looking at it. It's not really fair what the spread is. Georgia. But um, no. Lo- no. Lock in Kansas City over Vegas. But ESPN's got it at minus 12 for Kansas City. So Alex wants. Uh, the money line's minus 650. Yeah, that sounds about right. So KC. Minus KC 12. Minus, minus 12, 12 over the Raiders. Lock that in. All right. And we'll get Austin's later in the show. But so we were talking about this. Y'all were talking about the spread of the Alabama Ole Miss game. And I got curious about it. It's 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. Can Alabama beat Ole Miss by 24 points? Yes. They, they will beat him by 30. By 30. Because he's, I, honestly, Kiffin, I, he's got a It's Lane Kiffin. He talked a little shit. Nick Saban's going to have his guys going out there acting like it's the SEC championship. They're, they're going to have, he's going to want them in pure form. He's not going to do the, let's take it easy. He'll, he'll take it easy once they're up by 28. So, so I took Kentucky in Vegas last week. You know, yeah, that was so unfortunate. Cover, yeah, that was, well, it was fortunate I took Kentucky, Auburn, and, well, I did take Jacksonville. Dude, uh, Auburn's Jackson performance State was over. pitiful. Auburn was pitiful in that game. Yeah, it was a far stretch, but it was a win enough money to. It was up. worth the risk. Yes. Yeah. So my uh, my one for the weekend actually is Tennessee to cover the twelve and a half that they're getting from Georgia. That was that was. You my... think Tennessee is going to stick within twelve mm-hmm. of Georgia? Mm-hmm. I think I think Georgia's going to mm-hmm. run it so hard that it's. It, I mean, Georgia could prove last week running the ball for them is very effective now. Like, I think Georgia's going to run more than twelve. I think we're going to run the score up. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. One, Arkansas in back-to-back weeks now has obviously proven they're getting a little bit better because they, they really hung with Georgia and then actually upset Mississippi State. But Ole Miss is overrated, or Auburn is old, overrated. So I, I think and I'll, I think they just flat out, one, proved it week one against Kentucky, and then two, really, really proved it last weekend. So Tennessee. I'd say Vandy's the bottom of the barrel now, though. Yeah, yeah, Vandy's definitely the bottom of the barrel. If we don't beat Vandy this weekend, you can bet your money Will Muschamp's gone. But, I mean, Missouri... Carolina needs to beat the dog shit out of Vandy for morale reason. Yeah, yeah. Missouri ran the ball for 3.7 yards a carry, which is pretty good in the college realm. I mean, obviously, you want to be closer to five at the college level. So, I I don't know. I, I just got the feeling that Kentucky's or Tennessee's proven it back-to-back weeks. Really blew out Missouri, was able to win as a close game Gray against South Carolina. is in charge for them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they can. I don't think it's a two touchdown game, honestly. I just don't think that that Georgia is going to beat them by. And don't get me wrong, they're at home. I just don't think Tennessee's they're going to beat by two touchdowns. A lot touchdown. better than people are. It's, it's unfortunate because it's not. It's not good as a South Carolina fan. You want to be able to beat Tennessee. You need to beat Kentucky and Missouri and Vandy every single year if you're a South Carolina fan. What's even worse is that defense is anchored by Bryce Thompson. Well, I mean, you can only do so much to get a kid in the side door. Yeah, well. Well, and, yeah, he couldn't qualify academically. So. He couldn't qualify academically, and then he gets himself in trouble with a girl, and oh, and you yeah. know how that ha- happens. So, um, but hey, Tennessee, you know how they are. They're more worried about winning than they are keeping quality characters on the field. So it's it's, yeah. it's crazy to see Garantano come come around like year four. <laughs> he's, he's still so a, he's all he's still he very still inconsistent. Though. He's, he's still, still really does. Suck. Yeah. He's manageable and he gets the ball when he needs to as a lead eleven quarterback. For you. Did he throw a pick six? That's all that mattered. That's manageable. That's all. That's literally. I mean, he sucks, but he didn't throw a pick six. That's all that matters. So, uh, I would say, yeah, that's the reason Carolina lost the game against Tennessee is because we threw a pick six. I, I, I'm willing to bet 
and money on that it behind shy with you know a minute 30 left in the game yeah so uh, that was uh that was what we needed to get in uh, a little extra content for the instagram so um anybody got anything else nope but it'll good dodgers are up probably gonna get them in the nlcs what's they're that up, bear score real they're right? up 6-2 in the top of the fourth the bears are down 14 to 16 right now but they're in the red zone they're at the 15 yard yeah. line with 13, 13 to go yeah 13 to go in the fourth sounds like a tv clicker yeah anyone got a uh, fantasy plays going on right now you got anybody in this game? i've given up on fantasy with my my team's just gone to crap multiple injuries multiple covid stuff but my team's just gone to shit I have Mike Evans playing. Mike Evans has four for 29 and a touchdown. But anyways, another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros. Uh, Thank you to Andrew for coming over, being with us, giving all these great beers. Um, As always, got Chris and Adam in the studio with me. Um, I'm Alex. This is another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros. Appreciate you guys listening. You got any guys? Last alibis? Adam's done. Adam's about to fall fall asleep. asleep, I still got to go home and pack. Yeah, we'll catch you. We'll catch you out of the weekend. So, all right. Yep. Later.